0: Geek Shock shock.
1: Go home and get your shine box
2: Oh my god, there's this guy that hangs out at the bar I go to And he says that over and over and over again Isn't that horrible? Go get your shine box You fucking rat Wow, <laughs> it's God,
0: is so annoying. It is horrifying. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it, it got but one not guy as killed, whole, <laughs> but
1: not as horrifying as the thing you're about to ingest. Oh Jesus! <laughs>
3: <man>. <laughs> so tell him about Buckfast, and Barry. What?
4: Buckfast is the choice of Asbos everywhere. Asbos? Is
2: that, is that is that is that a proper what? amount of Buckfast? To enjoy? No, no more.
4: It's it's, it's it's wine. It's fortified wine. It's caffeinated wine. Yeah,
2: it's like brandy, basically. Y- yes,
3: sort of, with <laughs> but not like your buddy brandy. No, no, it's, brandy? it's easier going than brandy. <laughs> it's if not it's not distilled wine, it's wine.
2: Gotcha. So it's basically like Scottish fucking... Hoodlum
0: wine. It's hoodlum
2: wine. It's hoodlum wine. It's night
0: train run through some coffee grounds. It's,
1: it's made by the Benedictine shit. mucks of Buckfast Alley, Abbey in Devon, England. Alley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty
2: much. Here, here's to the holes <laughs> and putting stuff in them. That's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, See, it's it's, fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's it very like, grapey. It tastes like communion wine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah, it does. With a little,
2: with, little bit of
0: manischewitz. Now
2: with, whatever, whatever, whatever the whatever manischewitz the manischewitz is communion. We
3: now know. I know who all the Catholics <laughs> were in this table.
2: <laughs> with uh, uh, with with something that some preacher may have put in there. <laughs> salty <laughs> yeah you know
3: let's, let's dwell on that a little bit oh, oh my god no Wait. it
2: tastes kind of like
4: like Manischewitz it's got it's, that it's conquered <laughs> grape kind of taste did to
1: anybody
2: else's
3: like. church
1: use grape juice as your communion woman? yeah no, we used yeah. one so
2: there's this woman on tiktok and I thought fo- she makes these weird things and, wow, way uh, to narrow that shit okay. down. Well, I'm getting to it. I'm getting. I'm getting to it. Okay, guys. Okay. Broad okay. description
1: being narrowed. So
2: she thought it would be a fucking great idea to take the 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 the, the body of Christ. Uh-huh. You know those little crackers they give you at communion. Know. Those little wafers. She's found them on Amazon. She's like, hey, I'm gonna make fucking nachos out of these things. <laughs>
4: so she she They're made really nachos
2: out of the bread of Christ. But wait. Oh. Okay. there's More. She got fucking so many death threats what? People were like, how dare you desecrate Christ? Oh, people love their Jesus. Oh, fucking A. She had to delete her account and everything. She like, she feared for her life.
4: Those are (laughs) fucking idiot Catholics who don't understand what their own religion tells them about transubstantiation. (laughs) I know about this shit because I was a fucking altar boy. They made me be one. (laughs) You know 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 what? Suddenly things are becoming clear. It all (laughs) makes sense now.
3: Barry, you know you loved being an altar boy. You know you jumped at the chance to. (laughs) Oh,
4: I did love getting $20 to to, uh, to do weddings uh, yeah, uh, b- and uh, $10 to do uh, funerals. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, to do weddings, yeah. wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> and I did not like having to get up crazy early in the morning. Oh, God. That's... And I uh, would nip at the holy wine and eat as many of those fucking things as I could because we weren't going to go to breakfast till after, and
3: I was hungry. That makes so... you feel better, I, too, was an altar boy. Yeah. Just not a Catholic one. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, straight up Catholic.
2: Not Catholic, Lutheran.
3: Wouldn't know by your knowledge of altar wine.
2: Uh, no. (laughs) Yeah. No It is
4: the cheapest shit. And those little wafers are wafers of nothing. They don't taste like like... anything. Well
2: apparently they make (laughs) great nachos. I can't imagine that. No, they're they're officially called death threat nachos.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really (laughs) (laughs) That's the sad
0: part is it it probably tasted like shit. Yeah. You know, and, and her whole life her whole TikTok life has fallen apart. But you know no. what? It was one it wasn't e- joke. Yep.
4: <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's it, transubstantiation means it's not supposed to become the body. Of, I know this is all bullshit because right, I don't believe right. in any of it, but it's supposed to become the body of Christ once
0: it's like yeah. blessed or whatever the fuck ritual during they do. during the during the ritual. I think yeah, it's like a yeah. third level
3: spell. So I don't know. let's get <laughs> spiritual for
2: a minute here, folks. When was like? Oh no! T- I'll okay, tell you. Know you. I want to
3: tell you. Hold on, that. Welcome,
2: folks, to Geek Shock number six hundred and
3: eighty-eight. I am Master Torgo.
2: Eighties Jeff. Commander K. Vlarg. Uh, Corks Bartender. <laughs>
3: and we're, in, and we're here to talk. We, yes, the Wunderbar Darren is with us today. Yay! The famous Quartz,
2: everybody's Quartz, favorite Quartz Quartz, bar. He's already well, poured well, me a drink. Bartender. Yes, but, I have.
3: But you were going to tell us a story. I'm
2: well, no, I don't know if I don't know if I want to get into details like that on the show. Right. Too late. <laughs> this has been recording this whole time. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, so no, I just wanted to say uh, what your r- religious awakening, as as we were just talking about. Ah, yes. About how. Um, how oh, We all yeah. fell out of our. Uh, oh, your
1: pendulette moment. You know the yeah. The, the so when mine, you discovered mine were... was
2: basically. I was very young. It's a very simple story. My dad. I asked my dad if I was going to see Raggy, my dog, in heaven, and he was like, "No, dogs don't go to heaven." And I was oh, like, "Oh shit! What, what? what like, a what? way to blow it! What?" <laughs> and like, I was like, "Well, if this guy created the universe and my my dog can't go to heaven because he doesn't have a soul, I'm like, it's bullshit. <laughs> you know, it's complete bullshit." And I was like seven. But then uh, I I think I was like 13 (laughs) or 12 and I was still in uh, um, Sunday school or whatever that thing was after. It was like catechism. No, it was afterwards where like the teens would hang out with each other. Yeah. Yeah. I did the uh, same thing. And uh, the preacher or teacher of the class put his hand on me and he's like, so Darren, you know, and I was like, "Okay, I'm out. Boy, that was the end of that was the end of my religious experience.
3: Wow. Wow. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. And so your question was, was ours any way comparable (laughs) to yours?
2: How far did yours go? (laughs) Uh, Anybody else want to tell their their
5: there's to no tale. Atheism? I
4: just like you just come to realize that it's horseshit and so I
3: just when did you realize it
4: though? Um, about the same time I realized Santa Claus was a horseshit. okay the, the story really didn't make any sense so I called bullshit. I still went to the classes to hang out with my friends and I realized that I could get good like grades marks in those catechism classes by answering anything with because God is good. <laughs> it's just a good catch-all answer. It's true. It's you stupid. You can pass
3: any religious test with that. Yeah.
4: Why did so-and-so do the thing with the thing? Why Why did they do... Because God is good. Okay, great. Pass. Go. Yeah.
3: Why did Pastor Clark touch my leg? Because God is good. <laughs> <laughs> See, you
2: had a Pastor Clark.
3: Uh No, I, I didn't have that experience there. Of, uh, I came into atheism late in life. I went down the religious rabbit hole deep. I, I yeah, went so deep that... We ended up leaving our Methodist church to go to a more intensely evangelical church. Oh boy! For a while. I was talking in tongues when I was nine. I, I was that kind of Christian. Yeah, like, but what about your religious? Experience? Oh, that's well, <laughs> that's not, not so much. Uh, I still talk in tongues. Uh, but flies water. Uh, water. Pretty yes. much.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: Thank you. I, I'm glad someone finally understands what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hear
3: in tongues, uh, no one understand what you're saying. But we went back to Methodism, and which is you know, ch- wait, church life. You, you went back? Yeah, wait, uh, we would. We went like, a,
2: aren't Methodists like the ones that the women can't wear pants? No, no, that's
3: Pentecostal. Pentecostal. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. I I went. Oh, this I'm going to subvert to this story. All righty. Uh, we had a skating rink just outside of our town in Ohio, a little place called Fort Recovery. That's where all the skating parties happened. Whether, whether you were a part of Boy Scouts or you're part of some, some team in and, and, and school or whatever, or church, that's where everyone went to go roller skating in Fort Recovery, Ohio. Uh, I, ha- I was invited to a church roller skating party by friend, acquaintance in school, um, not realizing she was Pentecostal. And now Pentecostal, uh, these are the extreme guys. This is this is where the uh, the ladies are not allowed to wear pants. Uh, some Pentecostals do the snake handling stuff. I don't think they were, did that part, but that's how far down the rabbit hole they go. Yeah. Uh, when I got there, the only music you could skate to was hymns. What? M- because anything faster than your heartbeat was considered sexual, oh, so it my had to God. be a low... So, but to honor Christ in this, I was friggin' roller skating to the
2: old rugged cross. Oh my God. It was awful. <laughs> it was terrible. Is that where the Beastie Boys got the line? That's where I slow, got my
3: Slow, it <laughs> is the tempo.
2: <laughs> Do they not believe in exercise?
3: Well, they believe in exercise. You just can't dance to it. Um,
2: <laughs> it has to be where it's not seen. You know, they hide everything. Oh, Who's the parents uh, from Footloose? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, that's exactly okay. what it is. Okay. That's par- wow. That was
3: it. I went to the Footloose-less skating party. Yikes, dude. Uh, but uh, I did not uh, truly embrace atheism until I was at, way out of college and living in Las Vegas, basically. Who
2: converted you? Was it, what-
3: uh, it was a slow conversion. I have to thank a lot of friends in college who I had a lot of heart-to-heart philosophical talks with that kind of converted me from my... Uh, right-wing Rush Limbaugh listening person oh, that I yeah. was, uh, yeah, I was, I was I was a terrible human being.
2: Um, I don't see that it, in you it, at It's all. indoctrination. <laughs> you can't blame yeah. him. You, know? yeah. you it, can't blame any of those kids.
1: To be you know what's fair, crazy? it was a very, since I'm the one that's known him the longest, it was a very short period in his life, but it was a very intense period in his life. I bet. Where he was yeah. the Rush Limbaugh stuff. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, gross. You
2: know, it's cr- like the indoctrination thing. I think it's funny because like in Florida, they're trying to make the or is it Texas? They're trying to make people have the Ten Commandments in the classroom. Yeah. In, but they're so they're anti- indoctrination. That. But, you yeah, let's put the Ten Commandments. Exactly. In our uh, so
3: uh, I-, I was so bad that in high school, I had this girl that was really trying to get me. I'd call and talk to her on the phone all the time. She tried to get me to go to her house when her boyfriend wasn't there so she could screw my brains out. And I am trying to convert her to Christ over the phone. That's how bad I was. That I was
2: awful. Oh my God!
3: Oh. Thankfully, that is no longer me. <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh, but, but
3: what really happened is what happens to a lot of converts. Uh, when I had a lot of time and a job, and I was living in Chicago, uh, I had a lot of time to read, and I decided to read the Bible cover to cover. And by the time I was done with that, I was done being a Christian.
2: Wow. That's all it took was actually reading the book. Actually
3: reading the goddamn book I supposedly <laughs> understood and preached. Yes.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy.
3: Um I was
1: gonna say I uh I for me it was when I started learning more about psychology and, you know, how the brain works and how the brain tricks you and you know you know, the whole how easily visions and stuff like that are explained away. Uh but what really did it for me was I remember hearing uh comedian julia sweeney uh, oh yeah talk about her book god say god said ha that's a great book it's a great book if you haven't read it you should read it it's a fantastic personal memoir of her having a basically the worst year of her life uh losing her husband getting diagnosed with cancer i mean like the list goes on and on like she just literally had one of the worst years in her life and uh and how she started to realize how much your brain plays tricks on you, um, especially when you don't know what's going on and your brain tries to fill in the gaps and says, oh, here's an explanation for why you just had that and how it jumps to like the completely absurd as opposed to the more rational explanations of things going I on. I
2: was so. often, I, th- I, I, I taught um, that in the caveman days, like if you heard your a voice inside your head, Mm-hmm. I think that's how ultimately a religion came about, because it couldn't explain it. Like, why is there this? Not words necessarily, because there's no language. But you, your brain could think, and Possibly. it would be in your I mean, head. We
3: can't know that, but it makes sense.
2: But uh, yeah, I mean, you think about it. The voices in your head. Sure. And then
4: well, fortunately for our listeners, they've got our voices. Yes. Yeah. 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 Telling True. them to do things. And <laughs> right now, this special offer for only five dollars. You can contribute to uh, Geek Shock, and I will send you the secret ritual to transubstantiate uh, <laughs> candy cigarettes oh into God. the body of Larg. <laughs> body Ew. of Vlarg. At right.
1: this point, your body is probably there made out go. of those goddamn cigarettes. And
0: you can transubstantiate and then put that skinny little white tube right in your mouth and that's the body of lark.
2: Do they still make the ones with the 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 wrapper around them, and you could blow like blow the little sugar from you the know, outside? you guys talked
4: about that before, and
2: I don't know. I there, don't, it, I
1: don't. it was gum. It was basically gum, and it was the cornstarch they coated with it to keep it from sticking it was to the paper.
2: The worst tasting gum ever yeah. made. It's tops it's, gum. It's
1: like tops, but worse.
5: <laughs> no, uh, I don't yeah. believe it can be worse. Yeah, it, it, it can be. Full be. Of it. Oh,
0: you, you know, no, you can get worse than tops gum. Kay, when did you become? <clears throat> a... I didn't have a moment. I just... Just was. <clears throat> kind of, it just kind of trickled away. I was never Christian. Uh, well, I that was, helps. I was born and raised Baha'i. My mom was a Baha'i when I was born. What's Baha'i? Um, it's uh, an offshoot of an offshoot of Islam. Hmm. It's, a, in, huh. it's from Persia, and it was sort of a reformist, revolutionary religion. And it's extremely pacifistic. Well, your parents were interesting. Well, my mom, my mom was Baha'i. My dad was just, you know, good old New York lapsed Catholic. All right. But um, actually, before I was even 10 years old, she had withdrawn from the faith. And then she just started dicking around with New Age stuff. All that 70s crystals and psychic phenomena oh, yeah Edgar Casey dreaming of oh, Atlantis yes theosophy, Madame Blavatsky, the works and um,
2: that sounds like fun.
0: it actually it was uh, you know I could almost sit there and say uh, I like fantasy just because of all of that lunacy
2: just a, just a journey through fantasy you know, you know like, and instead and, of
0: yeah spirituality esoteric every attempt to explain. All the weirdness, every you know, throughout. Oh What's my b- God! My friend's mom had a had a New Age store, and she had it all stocked with that shit. And she yeah. would sell those people everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It was big. And I just i i went from being a Baha'i to actually in my teen years, my motto was I believe in God, I don't believe in religion, because I basically saw religion as a flawed attempt to understand something we couldn't understand. So now I'm just sort of agnostic, because I really think that's what it all is. There is no truth that anybody knows. It's like, if there's something out there, it is so beyond us and so unknowable that our attempts to explain it will always fall short.
2: Isn't that crazy that we all, like every single one of us ever in, in the in the, plan, in the history of the planet Earth will not ever know until they get that moment?
4: There is no truth but you, 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 you <laughs> want You want your head blown,
0: Darren? Yeah. Right now, Vernon knows the truth more than you do. Oh, that's
2: great! <laughs> <laughs> How's that? I, uh, yeah, I imagine. How's that? Yes, I imagine there's a, there's that's, a there's an X Files picture. That's scary and <laughs> so in so, <laughs> in isn't so it, many contexts. Isn't, it, isn't that mind blowing <laughs> just to think about? Right now, that's insane. The fact that he, he actually thinks he knows more than I do, but he actually does know more than I do. My <laughs> <laughs> like, God,
0: he does! Right at this moment, that's I'll crazy. tell you one thing: I do believe in. And it's
4: it's stupid, I know, but I believe in it with all my black little heart. Is written. this the, the D twenty?
2: Don't touch my <laughs> fucking twenties. D twenties. Yes.
4: Yeah.
1: He, yeah. Those uh, are sacred.
2: Have you seen those little D and D D twenties that transform into the dragons? Oh, we we talked about it on the show. Oh we'll yeah. They're
1: okay. He 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 literally <laughs> believes that you know having everybody hold it. Is supposed to enhance it, but what yeah. he's really not telling you is he believes that it's taking a little bit of your power.
2: I want everybody to enhance Damn. my d20s. That's why I put it Every in my yeah yeah. <laughs> Todd <laughs> gave
0: it the ultimate enhancement, yeah. and and no that and cursed that curse. He them. washed LARG, it. He washed LARG LARG it Did in not appreciate
4: saliva. it. He did not appreciate it. So whenever it rolls a one, it's because of him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I have the power. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, that was just uh, such a fucking <laughs> great moment when he was like, "Hold this in your," and you were just, "Okay, sure." Pop it, right it in your <laughs> mouth, <like laughs> a jerk. I was like, "How could you not see that coming?"
1: <laughs> and 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 the craziest face that he made too at that yeah. moment, the, like the, the 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 genuine shock and surprise. So unhappy. that should have been like, but of course he's gonna do that. So unhappy. I just wish Todd had swallowed. Him.
0: You say that every week (laughs) (laughs) As opposed to turn his head and say Ooh, what a tea party But it'd be great if like three days later You come in with a baggie Here you go, (laughs) (laughs) Vlarg Three days
2: later he comes to Vlarg And he's like, here, I rolled a 20 for you (laughs) It was a critical
0: Keep that. That's you. That's
1: yours now. Uh,
4: speaking of things that are going in our mouths, we were going to have popcorn this uh, yes this week, but uh, ass kicking microwave
0: popcorn. Well, it kicked the microwave's ass. Yes, yeah. it did. It. I put in the barbecue flavor, and it wasted no time catching on fire and burning. <laughs> I can still smell it. 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 And you know, you're supposed to let it pop yeah. until you get like one or two pops. Per second, right? We didn't even get that far. You didn't even get a minute in, right? I I did not. And smoke was billowing out of the bag, and it was pretty much done.
4: If you could find a way to make it like in a conventional oven or something, the slow way, maybe, but. I know now, I, I now I don't mind you, that'll work. And be careful, because it's oily. Yeah, yeah. No, I was
1: just saying, mind you, the instructions say two to five minutes. Yeah. He didn't even get a minute into no, the- no. I set
0: I set- The part, way I make microwave, I set it for five, and then I just stand there and listen. Yes. yes. And when the pops slow down, you finish. Yeah. Yep. And I'm sitting there listening, watching smoke billow out of the bag. And I was like, okay, I think that- And this is after I had to use scissors to open it. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I couldn't just pull a thread and open it like a normal popcorn bag. Is this maybe anyway because it's tragedy. leaking?
2: Maybe it got I, on the outside of the bag. I think
0: tra- maybe being in transit or something kind of changed. Oil around. Because that bag, uh, when you pull them out of the pl- – I mean, the plastic is oily. Well, yeah. the bag itself was really bad. You may have
4: to transfer <clears throat> it. into. Actually, stop. No, that's a lot no, of it's Never-
3: done. Yeah. There's no transfer. There is no cooking in Geek Shop. Okay. What? <laughs> what? Oh,
0: Okay. What the hell happened? Unless,
1: unless Barry's the one doing the cooking. I like okay. cooking.
0: He likes to cook. And he's got an extraction fan over his oven. Just, you know. I do. Okay, he's like, burnt popcorn.
2: <laughs> you had quite the spread at your party, that one, your housewarming party. That was nice. I don't fuck around, dude. I know, it was good. I
3: want to give credit where credit's due. Uh, last time I said that uh, Meet the Feebles was sent to us, right? Uh we uh, accredited that to Microscope. Actually it was Atomic Gumby that sent to us. Atomic Gumby. So thank you, Gumby. Credit where credit's due. <clears throat> yes. That means you get the blame. I'm Gumby, right. damn it.
0: Have you watched it yet? No. Not what? yet. Not yet. Oh. Have not had time.
3: So what geeky things did you do this week? I'm saving you two, Jeff and Darren. You okay. you, you got a thing. We got a thing. So, uh, Vlark, what'd you do? Uh,
4: I did a couple things. Um, I downloaded, uh, it was like two or three bucks on GOG, uh, good old games. Yes. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade, Coiteries of New York. It's a visual novel. Oh, really? Um, I thought it was a game. I'm like, oh, three bucks? Shit, yeah, I'll play that. <laughs> but no, it's a visual novel where you <clears> click <throat> through and, yeah, you can make some choices for good or bad, but in the end you're gonna end up kind of in the same place. It's very hard to screw it up. It's neat. It's not the best written thing. And the mapping out of the choices you don't get to finish a lot of the storylines before it ends. And the, the I'm not I'm not entirely pleased with the ending. It's it's very much well, a vampire that's of the masquerade. It's a no, 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 no.
2: You wanna hear a crazy I, vampire of the masquerade story? Just real quick?
4: I would love to.
2: I used to freak with this comic book store back in the um, mid '90s, early '90s, and uh, um, I would have like a two or three hour break in between my shifts at this place I worked. And Eddie Vedder and uh, a couple of the other guys from Pearl Jam used to freak with this comic book store, and they would buy their masquerade or uh, Vampire the Masquerade cards and. It oh, was they like an played RPG Jihad. Game. Yeah, yeah, Jihad. Yeah, I played that. That's a fun game. Yep, and it was. Cr- I just remember being in there, and I was like, "Oh my god, Eddie Vedder plays." fucking vampire the games. masquerade yeah. i'm like this is awesome this is so cool <laughs> it validated all my nerdiness you know
4: well yeah. anyway vampire is in new york and eh, maybe skip it it's maybe worth the three bucks for a decent li- vi- visual novel but it's not amazing how so long did
3: the experience take
4: you? oh my god no just like maybe four or five hours
3: okay so for it's, three
4: bucks for three bucks yeah i guess you can't go wrong it's interesting, I'd like to play through some of the other little storylines in it, but in the end, it always ends the same way, I think. Oh.
3: It's... Uh, well, it, it sucks when your choices don't matter. Yeah. That's why I hate MMOs.
4: Yes, because you don't change the world. Planet Side was one where you could kind of change the world, but then once one side wins, it resets, which was fun.
3: But, but at least you felt like you had
0: an influence on what was happening. Yes. Yeah, well, the problem there of course is if you can change the world, so can other people. And they do, and it sucks. You, you yeah. yeah.
4: So, <laughs> the only the only other thing I did this week is I got back into XCOM 2 and I downloaded War of the Chosen and all the 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 DLC and you know that really makes it a whole new game. How so? Uh you're fighting against uh, three Chosen, which are like three big bad guys, and they have different abilities, and they get stronger as it goes on the longer you keep them alive. Um, and they'll pop into a mission every so often and, and hound you until you kill them, but then they teleport away, obviously. And eventually, you work with uh, these other factions who are helping you out uh, to find their lair, and you go to their lair, and you do a whole big fight. Uh, I'm still haven't beat the game because it's a it's a longer game I think, and then there's zombies.
3: Oh,
5: okay. They're called
4: the Lost, and they're just like one hit kills, but there's so many of them, and they never stop coming. And you just gotta slowly cover each other while you're retreating to whatever spot you got to retreat to. You can't just kill them all to win. It's never gonna happen. It's a longer game. It's more in depth. I really enjoy it, and you can get the DLC fairly cheaply right now.
3: Okay, okay I have a question. Yes. Uh, I was turned off with the remake of XCOM, the with 360 release. Uh, because Enemy Unknown? And, uh, not the, the original one I loved. XCOM Enemy Unknown was the original. Yeah. I love that one. You didn't like XCOM 2? I'm talking about the one that was released in the
4: modern consoles. No, 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 no. XCOM, XCOM... Terror from the
3: Deep, yes. that was the old school stuff.
4: Yes. XCOM, Anyone. anyone Unknown was the first
3: redo. Oh, okay. Yeah. The thing I had against it is I hated doing missions where I had only a certain amount of turns to complete them. Yeah. Those are a pain in the ass, but
4: I found that after playing <laughs> a lot of them, um, they tend to be fairly balanced so that you can get through it. And isn't Gloomhaven
3: the same way? If you think about it, you got to move quick or you're fucked. Uh, yeah, but that's not how the original XCOM was, and I really loved how the original XCOM played. Where you so, could take your sweet time. Yeah, So, and I did. When you'd told sweep out an area when a UFO crash landed, you could take your sweet time to get to get it cleared out and do your own strategy. Where everyone
4: turtles through to Overwatch and, mm-hmm. yeah, well, you can't, you don't have time for that shit anymore for some of these, for half of the missions, honestly, where yeah. you got to get there and say, six or seven turns. So that encourages you to take risks with, like, one of your guys to say, ah, I'm not going to overwatch this time. I'm going to go just a little bit farther and see what's out there. Or I'll throw, uh, like, a, one of those grenades that provides you vision to go see where the enemy is. And you got to move. You can't screw around with this. Everyone's on overwatch. I, as much as, as it is, as is it? takes me out of the comfort of slowly moving toward like you would normally do, as one normally does, Uh, I think it's a better game experience. What in the shit are you two doing? (laughs) Well, I was trying to open the (laughs) lid, but it
5: was not- Just get a donut,
4: man! No,
1: it was going to cause too much noise. Fuck it, own it! Just open it and keep it open. That's the sound of donuts!
4: (laughs) (laughs) God, I wish I didn't have that whole sandwich. Because I want more
0: donuts. (laughs)
4: A sandwich out of donuts. <laughs> anyway, that's oh, what yeah. I did.
0: Donut sandwich. Okay, what'd you do? It's funny that Barry mentioned this. The XCOM, you go in stages, moving forward and shit, or going backward. Because I rewatched Heat by Michael Mann ah. with Val Kilmer, Classic. Robert De Niro. Never and Al seen him. Really? What? Oh, oh stop it! It's what not, do you mean? What's
2: it.
4: Stop it. For
0: fuck's sake! Have you
2: sake, not seen man? Heat? I've not seen Heat. It's not that good. Well, no, I guess either. we Thank know you, the Aaron. next
1: Clockwork Torgo. Yeah. Man. Darren says I don't have to see it.
2: It's yeah. not really not that great. Well, fuck the it. book, it's, not, it's not amazing. The book, however, is different.
0: Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> is Ooh. the book different? I'm literary, Darren. <laughs> I read that. <laughs> um, How did, why does it make you think of XCOM? Because the bank robbery shootout is actually kind of textbook in that exact situation, when you're in a firefight and you're trying to get out. In fact, I've actually... One of the reasons I kind of like got spurred into watching it again is uh, some X-Mill guys on this uh, forum I was reading actually commented that that scene is sometimes shown as an example of how you... Do that kind of maneuvering.
4: Oh, so like when the Rex <clears throat> filling in the guy's covering while one, one person
0: guy runs shoots back. forward, turn around, shoot behind you, turn forward again while the other guy's moving, and then the guy goes go and then the next guy moves that, Yeah, so, um,
2: That part of the movie is amazing.
0: Yeah, and the sound, I don't have a I don't have a five point one system or anything, but still, even without it, the sound is just amazing because they put microphones all over the street. When they were filming those scenes, yeah. so you're you're get and it really is some of the most realistic shootout sounds that you get because those uh, those blanks that they're firing sound exactly like the real deal. So it's a hell of a uh, it's a hell of a thing. So I wanted now, to watch that. And, and. Does that still
1: hold up pretty well? Because I know it really. Uh, the older I've gotten, it it's definitely a product of its time. Uh, there are certain elements of it that. I think probably hold up well, but I just want what what, what your I thought it what's your fine, opinion on it?
0: But uh, I mean, apparently it wasn't good to begin with. So uh, <laughs> what do I know? You know? The
2: the the shootout at the end is 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 an amazing bit of cinematography. Yeah, I will say that without a doubt. But the hour or so before that happens, it's kind of like eh, whatever.
0: <laughs> when they're planning and everything, um, I will say this: Yeah, this was the I think this was the first movie where I started seeing a lot of Daenerys Deneroisms and it was sorta of like it's like, oh well it yeah. looks like he's kind of falling into a pattern here and he's not you know, he's no longer the
1: becomes much more exaggerated as he gets further right. into his career. Yeah. Yep. And it's
0: really funny because <clears throat> Pacino is kind of going there as well. Yeah. Because this well, is this is right around the same time as yeah. Scent of a Woman where oh. I think Scent oh. of a Woman is where Pacino basically established. Peak Pacino? Y- yes, yeah. This yeah. you know it, even Peak more Pacino. than even more than Scarface, Scent of a Woman sort of established this is Pacino going forward. Yeah, Pacino and, in, in Heat really Uh you know, he's really clawing at the yeah. screen. He's
1: <laughs> Mm-mm. He really starts that scene chewing, yeah thing where it just yeah. he's just every line is not spoken, it's screamed, yeah, and it's just varying degrees of screaming, right,
0: right, yeah, and y you, you know, so you could sort of see that in their performances, yeah, so there was that, um, but. I just, the shootout I was what I was looking to see. And was that, that was...
2: Val Kilmer pre-Batman or post-Batman? Oh, uh, pre.
0: Is that pre? I'm pretty pre sure Batman. it's pre. Pre. That, you know, it was a good Kilmer.
2: Controversial. I like that Batman movie.
0: Batman Forever? Yeah. I loved Batman
3: yeah, Forever.
2: I think it's great. It
0: had Jim Carrey in it.
3: Yeah. <sighs> All right. And he was a phenomenal Riddler.
0: Yeah. <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> but fe- heat. feet. 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 I was going to say Feet. That's a D and D movie, I heard that Tarantino movie. film. That Tarantino writes a D and D movie. What's,
2: what's your favorite Michael Mann movie? Ooh, that's kind of tough
0: because never any story. Um,
2: no, never any okay, story. Okay,
0: um, I
1: may be wrong because oh, it says shit. that both Batman Forever and Heat came out in
2: '95. Oh, wow. oh shoot! You're both wrong. It was God in the damn. middle. It was it it, right in the middle. All odds makers. Probably,
0: Last of the Mohicans.
2: Oh yeah. Nice, I, that, that Daniel Day Lewis. I right? mean, I mean, because
0: I, I love that. I just love that movie. But otherwise, I would go with uh,
2: what's the one with Tom Cruise? Uh, that's my favorite one. Oh, the one collateral? with Jamie. Foxson?
0: Collateral, yeah. Yeah. collateral. That's actually that's a actually really a pretty good, good one.
2: Film. But I also like
0: God damn, what it was the original Hannibal Lecter thingy. Manhunter, manhunter, manhunter. That was a pretty good one. Manhunter. And I really liked what's I, that That one actor. Everybody knows he was eventually the CSI Vegas guy. Uh, I can't remember his name. There were a few people in CSI yeah. Vegas. Well, no, this guy was the man when it first began. Oh, William oh, Peterson? There you go. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. He played Gil Grissom, yeah. Good old Jeff is what right What was here. the
2: hotel they used in the background? that has gone showboater? No, it was on... Uh, Boulder Highway next to
4: the showboat.
0: Yeah, that, that been. was the a, showboat. The yeah. Showboat. Yeah. Yeah. What a shitty hotel that was. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Oof. So many people after trek, everybody have a drink, would go there and bowl after work. When the hell did they do that? Uh, they had midnight bowling. People, uh, did I that. know, they did that shit. So anyway, I watched that again. I watched Charlie Wilson's War, which actually was uh, a fun rewatch because I think that's one of. My more favorite uh, preferred performances from Tom Hanks, really? Amy Adams is radiant. Well, in always. <laughs> and uh, actually, Julia Roberts is actually pretty good. Uh, kind of character acting in that. It was. It's. That's actually kind of. That was actually kind of cool in that. And uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman oh, is yeah. balls to the wall, amazing. Uh, you want to talk about transformative? Totally fucking, totally fucking another human being there. So, that was cool to watch. And then, I also tried some Royal Road archive of our own fanfic stuff, and yeah, dude, no. That that site, like, I was just like, wow, okay. So, yeah. <laughs>
4: You know, you don't even
0: have to give any context to what you're saying. Yeah, you we know. you just get it. That's, <laughs> that's it's just rough. It's just it is rough. It's very rough. I mean, it's 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 totally indulgent. You know, I can't do this, but I'm doing it. Tap it, a tap it, a tap
5: it, on oh, a oh yeah, yeah.
3: I of, I appreciate the passion. I just don't like the. There outcome. you go. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate
0: that it's there
4: in case anyone wants it. I don't appreciate it when you. Print it all out and staple it together and sell it at a Star Trek con.
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> just fucking no. Oh man, so yeah, that stuff was just woo. Um, that was like the about the geeky that and uh, I'm making a character for some uh, D-bags in D bags campaign and D D and D coming up. There's
3: only one D bag I know at this table.
0: What? Vlog? What campaign? A campaign. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm making my character and still figuring out how I'm doing it, but I think I got it figured out. In fact, McBarry and I talked about it over sandwiches earlier, and uh, sandwiches! <laughs> I think we got it nailed down, so. Nice. Sandwiches solve everything. Um, And yeah, that's that's really about it.
4: Oh, by the way, y- oh, you said uh, something about XCOM and a movie that's like that. If you ever want to see a movie that's as close to an XCOM movie as you're going to get, there's a Netflix film from 2016 called Spectre. Yeah. That movie. Very good. Yeah. It's it's like watching an episode of XCOM, kind of.
2: Who's in that movie? I, I think Just I watched it. Just a bunch it. of people. I don't yeah, fucking know. It's, it's, it's not really <laughs> It's like headline. where ghosts move through things. Like yeah. Like ghosts. Yeah, yeah.
4: And there's like a special gun you got to shoot the ghost yeah. with and stuff. That was, that
2: was an interesting movie. It wasn't yeah. great. I was also liked it when it was called
4: Ghostbusters, but that's a different story altogether. That is there a yeah, completely yeah. different story. They need to make a Ghostbusters XCOM type of game. Take this idea, people. Make this game for
3: me. That's could be much better than the Ghostbusters game they recently released. Apparently couldn't oh, be worse. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, my. I just, you know what? <clears throat> I just look through the Michael Mann filmography. The yeah. only film I've ever seen of his, of all of it, that he's directed, uh, is The Keep. That is the only the Michael Keep. Mann film I've ever seen.
5: Me I haven't seen so I guess Last of, of the Mohicans?
0: The I guess so. And Last of the Mohicans is cool. It's Maybe a... they
3: showed it to me in school. I don't remember it. Oh, what
2: that... is The Keep? The Keep. Is it an old horror movie based yeah. on an F.
3: Paul Wilson book about uh, Nazis excavating a, a, uh, an evil one? Uh, it, yeah, the the movie bites off more than it can chew, and it certainly it's yeah. If it was made now, it could probably be made well. Back then, they were, had
0: limitations. I think you can say its reach exceeded its grasp. Huh, there it is. Oh, that he well, made band of the hand. Boy, that yeah. sucked. <laughs> yeah. it sure. And, it is. and uh, uh, Darren, this thing is like a who's who of eventually will happen people like uh, Gabriel Byrne, uh, Ian McKellen, wow he's oh, yeah. in there, and uh, yeah, it's, so it's, it was
2: an '80s movie. Oh yeah, yeah I, I must, <laughs> I must have seen it because it, it rings like a bell. '83, '84,
0: somewhere around there. Yeah, it very, very '80s special effects. Yeah, the keep. So yeah uh
3: my wife and i watched all of breaking bad uh that is absolutely (laughs) musty television if uh, you like me and waited this long to watch it stop that do it now it's great amazing and we went right into uh uh, better call saul Mm. uh, which is also phenomenal television
2: i just Uh, finished it uh, a month ago
3: it is so good we are on the last season uh, it has it's wonderful because it plays with tone so much. Some parts of it are light-hearted and fun, and some of them are just as hardcore as mm. uh, Blake Breaking Bad ever was. Gets dark. Oh yeah, it's uh, I can I feel it coming in the air tonight. Oh lord. What was your favorite episode oh, of Breaking Bad? I don't know it by
2: name. I'll tell but. you, mine was Ozymandias, the one that's directed by uh, uh, Ryan Johnson. I think it's like the second or third to the last episode. Yeah, it's I
3: remember it up there because I remember my wife didn't quite get the uh, reference. Oh, yeah, but, it's uh, fantastic. But uh, just in general, and it's hard to pick out like a favorite episode because mm. it is one long story, mm-hmm. uh, and I couldn't imagine watching this show as it came out. It would have been far too painful of a wait because every single episode ends with oh, yeah. okay we need to see the next one immediately. Mm.
2: <clears throat> I watched the yeah, I watched the final season like that as it came out and I remember just being like,
3: uh. oh sure. And and same with Better Call Saul, it's like, well, we we have stayed up way too late uh binging this. We we probably watched this over the course of like a week and a half so far.
2: I remember the what episode, the one with uh, um with Q in it too, with his daughter. Oh, yes. oh my gosh, that's a crazy episode. Oh yeah. What was her name Ritter? Uh, uh She was Jessica Jones. Yeah, she played Kristen Jessica Jones. Kristen Ritter. Kristen Ritter. Oh, yeah, yeah, man.
3: Yeah. Uh but it just in general, amazing. Highly recommend both of them if you haven't seen Better Call Saul and you've watched Breaking Bad, uh, it's more Breaking Bad. Uh so enjoy that.
0: Michael McKean is transcendent. I mean, he, I've never ever seen him do anything so goddamn good. Yeah. As uh, as Chuck Oh, and, and, Mr. Green, and <laughs> not even in Spinal Tap, not, not even in, in Clue, not even in Clue, which Todd has, not even seen.
2: in Voyager. <laughs> oh boy,
0: See, Voyager scared. that wasn't that great, Darren. <laughs> 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 what,
2: what was this, what was the episode? The one with the, the game show, bring bring along home or whatever it was. A terrible first season episode. <laughs> oh,
3: I I don't remember it well enough
2: oh man which this, one was this, that this is one? you
3: and Jeff's territory right here yeah
2: it's been a long time it's it's been
3: getting been from there to here. <laughs> here but
2: long, yeah. I, I should have never said it but
0: yeah. he is just he is just fucking amazing yeah and and that, that show's just full of just
3: great characters yeah as is Breaking Bad so kudos to uh, Michael the guys McKean. that created it amazing mm-hmm. Michael Mann okay oh, Jeff yeah Darren you have the floor
2: all right Go, Jeff.
1: Darren got us tickets to the Star Wars nights at Disneyland. Back on the second,
3: aren't they always all Star Wars nights?
1: Oh no, we had the whole park to ourselves as far as uh, all the ticketed guests, Uh, and the park was open till one in the morning. And man, there was a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Wow! Shortest ride lines you've ever seen in your life. Perfect example. Got on Haunted Mansion. Literally walked right from the gate to the front doors of the mansion directly. No going through the uh, little cattle pens. Surprised. And getting on the stretching room elevator, there was only like 15 people in there. And when we got down, we got right on the ride. Even better example, Indiana Jones. We got right on that. Like rushed through the queue. Got right up to the front. Got right on our ride vehicles. That's, no, on, that's no pretty wait. awesome. No nope. weight at all.
2: Yeah, but uh, so so the events are great. They shut down the whole park for everybody um, at eight o'clock or nine o'clock.
1: It was eight. Uh, yeah, and then eight. the
2: lines dropped to nothing, yep. and you can go on rides. But the real thing is, is they have photo ops. Yeah, that you cannot get anywhere else. So they have all these great photo ops. They also t- turn all the music off at Disneyland. They um. They make it Star Wars throughout the whole entire park. Yep, um, they change the lighting everywhere. They have Star Wars themed food, uh, drinks.
4: Well, I imagine that Batu is like the most popular part of that. Yes, yes. Yeah, they but had, it, uh, but it was literally
1: spread out through the entire park. Uh, there were uh, there was fireworks. Uh, they had projection mapping on a lot of the buildings featuring scenes of. Uh, all the different movies and stuff. It was it was crazy. Like so even just in just Main this Street movie USA, stills? no, but it was, video. You know how they do that projection mapping where they map it onto the building, make the building look like it's moving and stuff. Yeah, so like Main it Street was,
2: looked like the asteroid field. Yes. On, on Empire Strikes Back. Oh, that's it's neat. Through, down all the way down Main Street, uh, and then it would go to hyperspace every once in a while.
1: Sleeping Beauty's castle was projection mapped. Uh, they had uh, all kinds of stuff going on there. They had yeah, asteroid the Matterhorn, field, Matterhorn. Um,
2: just uh, small world was projection mapped, all Star Wars stuff.
1: It was crazy, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and then they had special food and drinks throughout the park.
2: Uh, the crazy thing is like they shut down the park, but you could literally. And I told Jeff at the beginning, I'm like, you got to decide what you want to do, yeah, because there's no way you're going to do all of it because they have so much stuff to do.
1: We just kept losing an hour at a time, like, literally, it was just like we do one thing, and it was like,
4: well, that was a whole hour, like, literally, that just.
2: Well, just because you're um, walking through the whole entire yeah. park.
4: What were the What were the events? What were the special events?
2: So they had a fireworks show that was Star Wars themed. They had a lightsaber like meetups. So every, like mm-hmm. there was more lightsabers there than I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire. Yeah. Life. There's it's not ridiculous. that many Jedi's. They were all killed. Like yeah. a thousand <laughs> lightsabers all next to the Millennium Falcon. It was yeah, crazy. It was pretty crazy. And then, uh, um, of course. What other the other events they had? They had so that's all we did. They, we didn't do the other ones. They have any five of first there. There were
1: there was a long list of there events we just didn't there. get to. Because you're allowed,
2: them. you're also allowed to dress up as well during <sighs> these events.
1: Yeah, that's the coolest thing is that you got to see a lot of people doing cosplay. I was so jealous because I literally wanted to buy. One of the outfits with the uh, that they had in one of the traders, and they didn't have the one I wanted in my size. Boo! Yeah. Well, it's kind of pretty well Jeff sold to out.
0: Find a slave girl Leia <laughs> in your size. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah these days that's, I, knew I, mean, that was that's I expect that's coming. Etsy, dude. <laughs> but
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, got because we dude we lost like an hour just in Oga's Cantina. We got in, we got our two drinks each. Uh, they had a special drink called the. Uh, was it the blue... Um,
2: oh, she called it the boozy, boozy, boozy bantha. Boozy bantha, yeah. But it didn't uh, have an official name. It was yeah. just
4: a... It was a blue drink, but it was really tasty. Was it as good as the blue milk with the rum in it? Uh, it
2: had it was. Flavor. Yeah, it
4: was like that, but I better. I love that. It yeah. was like that,
1: but better. Um, it had a little bit more um, tropical flavors to it. Okay. Uh, I want to say, but... Uh, and, of course, got fuzzy tauntauns. Just imagine, though, uh,
2: like, imagine, you know, the Star Trek experience was full of Trekkies, like, during the convention. Yeah. This is a whole entire theme park, the size of Disneyland, full of Star Wars fans. Yeah. Like, like tens of thousands. Like, I don't know how many people have fit in Disneyland at any given moment, but at least... I'm, I'm going to say they had sold at least 10,000 tickets to this thing.
4: And they let people just wear, the like, the full... Stormtrooper yeah. armor. I don't uh, think you can have
2: your face covered.
4: Yes,
1: and, they had people in storm stormtrooper armor, with, but they had to hold their helmets off to the side. That's uh, cool. Same thing with like the X-wing fighter pilots in that's the costume. So they had to hold their helmets f- for
2: photo ops. They had um, the ones that we did. We did the the thrones. So they had Emperor's throne, they had Jabba's throne, and then they had uh, um um Spoke Boba-, Boba
1: Fett's throne. Yeah, Boba Fett. Bocaton and uh, and then show. they
2: had uh, a hand Solo and Carbonite. They had uh, like a uh, uh, Anakin and Padme like photo op.
5: Mm-hmm. They had many uh, characters. They had like the Han Emperor or not Grogu Han and
2: and Leia. and and the uh, Mandalorian. Could you Luke, Luke could you Leia? ask?
4: Uh, uh, Anakin to uh, like choke out Padme.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. I'm gonna say Anakin, I'm gonna say heart. no. <laughs> yeah, we got a picture taken
1: with uh, the K Two S O, right? <laughs> yeah, K two so From Rogue One.
2: I don't there's just so much stuff, man. There was, was so crazy. much
1: stuff going on. It was crazy. It was a lot of fun.
2: If you ever yeah, if you ever want to go like go like it's just it's just a fun experience. Just uh
1: How often do they do this? They do it every year. year. Like uh, May the fourth. For May the fourth. May uh, the They actually 4th. call it Black Spire Outpost Day. Ooh. Uh, as, as the shirt oh, says. Yeah, I forgot I'm wearing the shirt today. Uh so Black Spire Day, it's uh it's their in universe way of celebrating May the fourth. So it's supposed to celebrate the founding of Black Spire Outpost. It
2: is crazy. So like I'll I'll tell your listeners that if they ever do a ticketed event at Star at, at Disneyland, whether whether it be like 80s night or Pride night or Star Wars night, they have do a number of events.
1: Because he was telling me about uh, 80s do, night on the way down. They do an 80s, and day. I wanted do an I wanted to do that so Dude, bad. Dude, we gotta go. I would love to.
2: They had uh on the 80s night I went to. They had a Tron setup where they had props from Tron, and it looked like you were on the grid. It was cool.
4: That's cool. I remember yeah. when uh, Tron Legacy was just getting launched. They had all that stuff in DCA. Uh, Disney's California oh, Adventure. Oh yeah, they had the they had the uh, they had the, the arcade. Recognizer. Remember the recognizer, uh, the, the recognizer, and everything. And I got like the special edition uh, Mickey ears, which they don't make a lot of no. like Mickey ears anymore. No. Special no, they really don't.
2: They will have they they do have tr- tr- Tron ones for. They all make uh, like, like mini ears, now. but I don't want fucking
4: wear mini ears. The
1: expensive. only advice I will give though is if anybody goes to one of these ticketed events, if there's a fireworks setup and it's at a specific time. Go on rides during the fireworks because the fireworks were okay, but yeah, everybody be was crowded around the the hub for the fireworks, and there was literally no line to any of the rides. That's how I it think is Rise all of the, the Resistance time, was like a five minute wait at that particular point in time, and we were kind of stuck there. We couldn't get over to to Batu to to do Rise <laughs> of the Resistance, but the we could have, is, could have got is, right on.
2: If you want to do photo ops for these events, what like I said, any event. It's you about a wait, 15, 20 minute wait, wait in line until about two hours in yeah. to do them, because everybody wants to w- get what they want, so they all go to those first. And then um, the the merchandise—if you want merch for the special events—you got to do that right away because they sell out of the you know the, the the break the big boy sizes. Yeah, you know, so they <laughs> they all go fast.
4: Did they have any special uh, like stuff in? Uh, Doc Ondars. That's not available any other time.
2: No, but they did <sighs> release. They did release a new lightsaber, I believe. They b- released. There uh, was a
4: Cal Kestis one that
1: they released. That was supposed to be yes. uh, like it's different.
2: It's the the Jedi Savior version. Yeah. And then they also, I think they it's like released or something. The thing like that. was is they I hold. Have that. So we went no, on. No, the No, no, no. This
1: is a newer one than the one that we got. Oh, here. oh. We
2: went on the second and on the fourth they released some new stuff. And I don't yeah. know. I know they did uh, the Starbucks spin here mugs. They did. Uh, Mustafar Hoth and Coruscant and then uh, um, I believe I don't know if they've released it yet is uh, um
1: well, it was it Mustafar Jakku and um? oh yeah Coruscant but Those uh, uh what's released.
2: his name's lightsaber from uh, rebels uh what's his name uh, oh Kanan uh, Jarrus or no, not Ezra. Ezra Bridger yeah, his lightsaber's coming. If it hasn't already come out, it's coming out very soon.
4: I am maybe they're holding that back for when he makes an appearance in Ahsoka.
2: That's maybe and that's quite possible. We don't know though. In which
4: case there'll probably be two versions, the one he had as a kid, which is like a blaster kind of. Yes. And then the uh, whatever the hell he's got now.
2: I love that. I love that design. I that's don't know if it's so cheesy, like but that. it's cool. Yeah. Are you excited for Ahsoka? I am. Oh, I'm my very gosh. excited. As soon as I saw Chopper, oh, they had a they had a meet and greet with Chopper too. Yeah. You could actually, we got our picture with Chopper. Deb would have shit
4: herself.
1: Yeah, we were gonna send it to her, but then we thought, <laughs> that, no, we want mean. to live. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Chopper was there. The Chopper, I didn't think it, I don't. I think it was the one that was actually in the show. From what I heard, it
1: might have been because the, 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 there is a live action Chopper in coming up in Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, and this one did some minor movements. They had uh, somebody there with the controller, but. Obviously, they stopped it for the for the photos. Yeah, but I, I
2: cannot but. wait for Ahsoka to meet the the rebels in real life. Although some of the casting is kind of weird. What do you like? What do you mean? Like uh, uh, the the one that's playing Sabine. She looks fine. She, no, she looks fine. Um, I'm talking about uh, the other one, uh, H- H- uh, Hera. 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 Oh yeah, because no, it's. She's uh, fine. Yeah, but yeah, she Mary seems too young. Winston. She seems too young for the no, character. she doesn't. She does. No, she doesn't. Hera seemed more like a mother character. Twilight's age well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't have any problem with the way she looks. is she a she's a very attractive woman. She's amazing. But I just think It's when she's they hit like 60 the
4: they go off a cliff, you
2: know. Oh, stop. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and we just lost like stop. half our listeners. Well, yeah, all the Twilights. Yeah, if the, religi- if the religion if There's any Twilights listening to this,
4: I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? There's not.
2: <laughs> but other So yeah, on the second they didn't release everything <laughs> On the fourth is uh, when they do all the major releases because it's actually made the fourth. Off
5: a fourth. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> How old is Jennifer Beals? Because she played a Twi'lek and she was gorgeous. Yeah. In yeah. Boba Fett.
0: Oh,
2: yeah.
4: Oh, and she's 59 years old. Yeah. Jesus Christ, she's 59.
2: Technically not off the cliff yet. <laughs> what the hell is
4: she doing? <laughs>
2: Look at this Twi'lek. Come on. Okay, maybe uh, I was yeah. wrong.
4: Maybe it's like 70. <laughs> oh, Barry.
1: Hey,
2: Barry, just... Barry. It, it does, it's, not, it's not the age, it's the miles, okay? It's
1: the light years. It's the miles. The light years. The parsecs. <laughs> light
2: year, the parsecs. There you go. There you go. <laughs>
1: what the fuck is a parsec? Yes. It's a measurement of
3: distance. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Well, that can only bring us to news you don't give a shit about.
2: Ah, Boo. Hans
3: and Franz. Oh, no. Yeah. The Saturday Night Live bodybuilding sketch that was set to be turned into a movie is being revisited as a podcast. Uh, Really? (laughs) The sketch originally starred Dana Carvey and Kevin Nealon and was popular during the late 80s. Uh... They were a pair of muscle-bound Austrian bodybuilders inspired by Arnold Schwarzenegger. In the early 90s, it was developed as a musical movie, first at Sony, then at Columbia Pictures, uh, that was set to star Carvey and Nealon, as well as Arnold Schwarzenegger. A script written by Nealon, Carvey, Robert Smigel, and O'Brien, but never made it past development. It was widely considered to be uh, a result of the box office failure of Last Action Hero, as well as SNL movies such as Stuart Saves His Family and It's Pat. Uh, the group. Those classics. Right. The group have now reteamed and turned the idea, or at least some of it, into a four part podcast series. The group will read selected scenes from the screenplay and use those scenes as jumping off points to reminisce and riff about this formative time in their lives. It will be airing on the Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend feed. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Hans and Franz, uh, the Lost Hans and Franz Movie Podcast will drop weekly from Wednesday, May 17th. Is it lost if they lost it on purpose?
5: (laughs) I don't
1: think so. Well, if I remember, like, I swear I remember Conan talking about this recently and uh, before this news, but talking about how they had the script and they had initially got the green light because of the success of Wayne's World, and then some of the other SNL properties didn't do as well, and then suddenly it was off the table. It was not going to happen. Probably a safe decision. I mean, who knows? I mean, it would have been a product of its time. Yeah, but... Uh, it's because Wayne's World, the way they did it, the way they wrote it and produced it, is somewhat timeless, mm-hmm. and is frequently revisited, even by younger Generations that are discovering it either with their parents or sure. so on, but played yeah, Hans and Franz. Well, I would, think, I think, yeah. I think,
0: yeah, Pat and um, Stewart. It just it, it kind of played itself out. Yeah, those... and it, it also showed who you know you, you can't just grab any popular. Yes, yeah. I mean Stewart was popular because yeah, Pat cause, was everyone talked about, but you can't just grab any popular character from SNL and make a movie. because yeah, the Coneheads was a good movie,
1: but it was considered to be a box office failure. Right. now, it kind of achieved cult status later sure. on, and um, it did, did really it? well. Yeah, it yeah. really did. Yeah. Um, and it did really well on the. Uh, um, I'm with you, Barry. The premium, the premium <laughs> channels like did HBO it? and Cinemax.
0: Boy, we got another one who hates everything. <laughs> but but uh, but Wayne's World was also, a hell of a lot of that was Myers and yeah. Carvey. I yeah. mean, and, and that one, they just struck gold on so many levels with that movie that... Yeah, and Penelope Spheres just really let them, Yeah, you know, they say,
1: well, when, let's try, you know, she'd say, well, what else you guys got? So Well, let's try this. Let's work this into, uh, let's try a different take on the scene as we've written right, it. And right
0: down the headbanging on Bohemian Rhapsody, which yep.
1: just... Oh man, so, that I love that story where he just fought for it. He's like, yeah. he's like, that's the song that I would have headbanged to, when I was that age up in Canada. Not some of the songs that they're uh, requesting. I think Guns N'
0: Roses was the sure. one that had so you, initially gotten that is licensed. part of the point. Yeah, that is part you you don't. I I love how we're now discussing Wayne World, but that that's part of the point. You yeah. don't expect people to be doing exactly. That. Although Do you you think think now everybody does it exactly, except Darren. <laughs> Right <laughs> it wasn't all that great, <laughs> do you think that
2: Wayne's world would exist without Strange Brew, yeah, yeah, you think so, yeah, I think they're they're totally on of, of own us each other you know like I, one would, I it just wouldn't exist if strange strange I Brew think didn't they wear exist.
3: similar clothes, but yes, but I think that Wayne's world had a movie either way
2: well Wayne's world wasn't it I think it was a product of Strange Brew like it came from watching that, I believe I mean that's I don't see it. Just well,
1: that. I mean Strange Brew was a lot
3: earlier.
2: Yeah, and well, Lorne Michaels
3: was so hell-bent on getting movies made from Yeah. SNL that it was going to happen. What a lot money he's made
2: off of off of licensing those characters that he created on his show. I'd like to see those dollar, dollar Cuz didn't
1: Lauren Michaels have some kind of a connection with Strange Brew?
2: I don't know. I just I just I just always thought that when I saw Wayne's World originally, or just the skits, I was like, "This, this is Strange Brew, but it just it's just not as good as Strange Brew, for me." <laughs> 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 what you're saying
4: is you really like Strange Brew.
2: Well, it, Rick Moranis, it's hilarious, and who was the other guy in it? Uh, um,
4: John Candy. No, 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 no Dave no. Thomas. Wait, uh, Dave, Thomas ahead, yeah.
2: Dave Thomas, yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I've always thought that. That's, that's my personal opinion. I just, I've always felt that way. To me. Would... I mean,
1: I like both both movies, but from a filmography and a writing standpoint, Wayne's World is way better.
2: They're both cheeseburgers, but one's cheeseburger is just better than the other cheeseburger, as far as I'm concerned.
4: Wow. <laughs> I mean, from now on, you're in charge of metaphors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> metaphor Darren, folks.
2: Quark's and... favorite ma- <laughs> metaphor. I just, yeah. Anyway, <laughs>
4: It's like potatoes, but without the pickle and more chair.
5: Uh, what the fuck? Uh,
2: Sometimes just, you feel
4: like a nut. Sometimes pizza, half-inch pipe, uh, monkey sauce.
5: Uh,
2: what? What? Uh, uh, hey, hey, Barry, I'm glad I can provide, provide you food for something. <laughs> Food for nothing.
0: Boy, there's a T-shirt that uh, even fans are not (laughs) going (laughs) to get.
3: News don't give a shit about a... Oh, speaking of, a fanfic writer... Here we go. There we go. ...is suing Amazon and the Tolkien estate for what he claims is copyright infringement in The Rings of Power, Mm. last year's TV show based on the appendices of the Lord of the Rings trilogy and The Hobbit. Demetrius Polychron published a (laughs) wow. Let's let's analyze that for a second. Yeah, that's not a pseudonym. Uh, Published a work of Lord of the Rings fan fiction called *The Fellowship of the King*, and that's what he claims has been infringed upon. Polychron set the stage for the lawsuit over several years. First, he registered the book with the U.S. Copyright Office in 2017, which establishes when it was completed and gives him the legal basis to sue. According to Polychron's legal complaint, he then sent a letter to Simon Tolkien, grandson of J.R.R. Tolkien and director of the Tolkien Estate, describing the fellowship of the king and requesting a review of the manuscript. He got no response. Imagine that. Yeah, right. In 2019, quote, with excitement to collaborate with the Tolkien estate and the anticipation of publishing his book to the public, unquote, Polychron hired an attorney to contact the Tolkien estate again, and the Tolkien estate's attorney, quote, rebuffed any attempt at collaboration the very next day, unquote, according to the complaint. So, Polychron says he then personally delivered a copy of the manuscript to Simon Tolkien (laughs) at his home. (laughs) Oh! And notes that he included the copyright symbol on the manuscript. Polychron got no response to the dropped-off manuscript, so he wrote a letter asking for it back and informing Simon Tolkien that he would publish TFOTK, that's a quote, and an additional six-book series independently, unquote. Polychron followed through and published The Fellowship of the King in September 2022, which happens to also be when the Rings of Power started airing. <gasps>
0: well, there you go.
3: Polychron admits in the complaint that the book is, quote, inspired by Lord of the Rings and J.R.R. Tolkien, but claims that it is nevertheless, quote, a wholly original book in concept, unquote, uh, which the Rings of Power rips off in a variety of ways. Uh, Polychron apparently thinks he has a case, arguing that similarities between the rings of power and Fellowship of the King constitute infringement. Polychron wants $250 million for his trouble. Uh, This kind of audacious copyright complaint can be scary uh, game of thrones author george rr R. martin notoriously dislikes fan fiction uh, many too and in a 2010 blog post related a story about how uh, author marion zimmer bradley who mm. wound up scrapping a novel she was working on because a fan fiction writer who'd written a similar story demanded co-authorship uh, even without lawsuits from fan fiction writers Lord of the Rings copyright situation is complex. The the Rings of Power had to be based on appendices Ooh. because Amazon's deal with the Tolkien estate didn't give it the right to adapt the main Lord of the Rings text for televisions. Many of the rights to adapt those works are held by Embracer Group, the Swedish holding company that keeps buying game studios, and, which bought Middle Earth Enterprises last year. So, so this is complicated. Yeah, it's complicated, but dumb. The rights, But, but his
4: name. Demetrius Polycron. Uh,
3: that probably doesn't help his case. I'm just yeah. in some way. In some way. Uh, yeah. That
4: just became a name of an NPC in the D&D.
3: Game. There you yeah. go.
2: He's like an 80s villain. The whole time <laughs> I'm listening. 80s villain name.
1: The whole time I'm sitting there thinking about that stupid uh, Adam Sandler song, Steve Polycronopolis. I never
2: heard that. Never heard that. You've never heard it. Oh no! Oh, oh Jeff, give us on a full rendition. Oh no, 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 please, no!
1: I'm not gonna do it. It's
0: okay, uh, Darren. It wasn't all that good. It was on one <laughs> of his <us> comedy come albums. <laughs>
5: oh, here
2: we go. Here we go. I'm a lover of almost all things. Just about, <laughs> just a couple things today.
5: <laughs> just
0: we just happen to have stumbled across the handful of stuff. You know, it, it, the fan fiction thing. It was really funny. In case of Marion Zimmer Bradley, uh, she was actually very supportive of her fanfic community. <laughs> until that lawsuit and then she 180 and she just like because that's the big problem when the authors support it eventually you're going to have a coincidence something's going to go parallel and you're going to get somebody accusing you of something which is why a lot of authors now, they totally stay away from it because it's just... To, yeah. It's the million monkeys with typewriters, but then they got to focus.
3: Well, well remember yeah. when
2: Star Trek used to have all those fan submissions? back? They used to be all about it back in the day, but now... Well, yeah, they yeah. would
3: say, hey, please submit
0: stuff. Yeah. And hey, yeah. they got some scripts from it, too. Yeah. But, well, Ron, you
2: know, Ron Moore was a perfect example of, of yeah. script uh, submission. But
0: yep. th- there, I mean, that also... Wow. Well, well,
2: Babylon. Did you know that uh, that Disney was at one point gonna make a Lord of the Rings adaptation? It was. A, I uh, remember hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah, it was early, like way, or like in the mid forties. In the mid forties, he had had heard about this book that he was interested in. That would be turning that. Into an adaptation. Well, that
0: would be Hobbit.
2: Yes, it was yeah. a Hobbit. Not Lord of the Rings. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: that's that's 54. That's not the forties. I've never yeah, seen so. the.
2: I've never seen the Ralph Bakshi.
0: You never seen it? I no. loved it. I never saw that. I version. loved it as a kid. That's, it's
2: it's really good.
0: It's uh, it's. I uh, mean, it's Bakshi, right? Yeah. And it's it's seventies animation. It's rotoscope. Yeah, but it's it's there are things about it, and it's a snooze fest if you are at all
1: not in the right caffeinated mindset to watch <laughs> it. <laughs> I always like the
2: the song. Remember the song that the the orcs would sing, or the goblins, or whatever.
0: Oh, those are the. Uh, those are the. Um, uh, fuck. The fuck? Uh, not Backshe. That's. Rankin Bass?
2: Yes! Thank you! Oh. That's the Rankin Bass. That's the Hobbit. Where there's a will. Oh, okay, yeah, where there's a will, yes. So
0: which is another snorefest? Yeah, that's another. Yeah, Return of the King was. Oh. Uh, that was so complicated, too. Hobbit, done by Rankin Bass. Yes. And then Backshe does Lord, Lord of, of the, the Rings, Rings, which basically ends halfway through Two Towers. And then Return of the King by Rankin Bass essentially yep. picks up where Bakshi's Lord of the Rings ended. Yep. It's, um, yeah. What a
2: what a <laughs> what a mess.
5: Yeah, it was crazy. It's just like the
2: rights to the stories. But yeah. man oh
5: man, Polychron and, wrote it. it
2: dude, in the
0: Rankin Bass, you know, John Houston is the voice of Gandalf. That's right. some great. And in Bakshi, John Hurt yep. is Aragorn. Oh, that sounded so good, but I mean, there were so many problems that they had, and it's kind of crazy. But I, I just, I'm watching this animated movie as a kid, and I see Aragorn slice open an orc with a sword, and I'm like,
2: "It was cool.
0: You can do that in cartoons." Forever changed. Oh forever, yes, like, that was forever changed by heavy metal. Did you ever <laughs> see? Did you
2: ever see Wizard?
0: <laughs> yes, I saw Wizard. Yeah. Yep. That, that was, a, was some crazy shit, too. Yeah,
2: that was a weird one. I, I remember watching that one on uh, mushrooms. I was on mushrooms. Wow. Watch That's the one I watched. Yeah. You really the want to watch
4: something Hobbit based on mushrooms. You go and Google this, kids. The Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. Oh no! Yes, Leonard Nimoy, Nimoy. singing that. Bilbo,
0: Bilbo Baggins. Baggins. It's the stupidest thing you've ever seen. It must be the video is even better. Three minutes of your Uh, life. Go look at the video. All those go go
1: dancers. (laughs) I don't know which one's worse, that one or uh, Shatner's Rocket Man. No, Bilbo (laughs) spoken word interpretation. Bilbo's the best.
3: I I unironically like the Bilbo Baggins song. Of course you do.
2: It is fantastic. It's it really wonderful. is. It really it's, it's is. has got some musical fun things that happen in that. Of course, uh, uh, what's uh, Led Zeppelin's Lord of the Rings song? What's oh, that one? Oh, Jesus. Over the Hills and Far Away? Over the Hills and Far Away. Over the Hills and Far Away? There's, There's a couple away. of them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the they, d- I
0: mean, you know, they went through that phase. Very cool. Like, Ramble On has... Talks about Mordor.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of references throughout that, those albums. Well, those and, first and albums. now
0: I mean that's to, now the imprint is totally there. Fuck, there's a group
2: called Doll Lamoroth. Really? Yeah. Never heard of them. <laughs>
5: <laughs> they well, don't give a shit about. Them. <laughs> I
2: bet you they're not that great. <laughs> <laughs> Youtuber Markiplier is
3: making and starring in a feature-length movie based on Iron Lung, an indie horror game. Mark Plyer is directing, starring, and self-financing the Iron Lung movie, uh, which is based on his screenplay adaptation of the game. Uh, Caroline Rose Kaplan, best known for HBO's The Plot Against America, is also starring. 2022's Iron Lung, developed and published by David Sismatsky is a dread-inducing little horror gem that takes place entirely within a claustrophobic submarine. Decades after known stars and inhabitable planets mysteriously vanished from the universe, the player character, a condemned prisoner, is ordered to investigate a mysterious blood ocean by a team of researchers looking for any remaining natural resources. If you come back with useful information, you'll be acquitted, but that of course involves surviving a blood ocean on a dead moon. Blood
4: Ocean. That shit would congeal.
3: The b- plot of the Iron Lung movie is still unknown. Got to feel it involves some of that, though. If it, if it follows the game, they'll be left to deal with the threat of collapsing submarine as well as the horrors lurking beneath the Blood Ocean. Blood so Ocean.
2: It sounds it like... It sounds like a sequel to the game Dead Space. Dead uh, Space Blood to, Ocean. No, it
0: it, it sounds like a, a song from Metalocalypse.
3: It it does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Metalocalypse. Really? I think they've got a good fanfic lawsuit on their hands. <laughs> <laughs> or you know you've also got Weird Al, Mr. Frump, in the Iron Love. Well, they did a, a song called "Bludrucketed." <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: They
4: did a song called "Bludrucketed."
1: Yeah. Yes, they did.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I've, murmader, I've, murmader, I've watched murmader, some of Mark Plyer's videos. He's he's enjoy. He's a, he's a fun guy to watch play horror games. That's kind of where he made his name. Uh, good luck, self financing writing this horror movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he's made enough from YouTube. He probably can. He's one of them YouTubers.
1: Yeah, well. Mm. Okay. It might be the last thing he does with his money. Whoa!
3: All right, let's move on to news you don't give a shit about. Uh-huh. Yeah! Oh. The uh, 1993 mountain climbing action thriller Cliffhanger is getting a sequel. <laughs> sequel? What? And Sylvester Stallone is set to return to the franchise. The movie will be directed by Rick Roman Waugh, who did Angel Has Fallen, uh, from a script written by Mark Bianciulli, who did Hunters. Uh, Stallone is also producing the project, and the casting process for the rest of the cast is underway. While there are no story details for the sequel, we do know that Stallone will reprise his character of Ranger Gabriel Gabe Walker from the original film. Uh, That original (laughs) movie followed Walker as he helped rescue a group of stranded hikers, only to discover they were actually gang of violent criminals who are trying to recover their missing $100 million following a plane crash uh, that movie also starred John Lithgow uh, Michael Rooker and Janine Turner so those that have been clamoring for a cliffhanger sequel hold on to your butts
2: I thought they already made it it, I, was, the, it was the Paramount Plus commercial where he became the booger on Paramount Ma-
5: Mountain
1: <laughs> I just gotta say Lithgow when he plays a villain mm. oh my god is he good even in a terrible film like Cliffhanger, Lithgow fucking kills it. I mean, screen chewing at its best, but you know, totally over the top. Yeah. But he, because uh, what's the other one? Bone uh, Collector. Or uh, yeah. yeah, that's another oh, one. No, where no. uh, uh
0: no, I'm sorry, the, the the one where he's framing Denzel Washington. Yes,
1: that's. I was just gonna say. Um,
0: Whatever the fuck that is, one. When... That that yeah. one's a good one too. Because he I just can't remember the title. Uh, but he's yeah. So no, it, it's so good it's, it's, in that that I'm. That's one of the reasons to watch Cliff. It's so funny too because the pitch that Todd just read is a good pitch, and it totally ignores like you got what the first half hour ricochet, 20 minutes, ricochet, where where. He, Stallone's character has to have this angst. He has to get over because a friend fell off at the beginning because a screwed up thing and the thing. And I the can't stuff. go back on that mountain. Yeah, and it's just like you know <laughs> that was you, great. You don't Impersion. really, you don't really need that, I but okay, right here, whatever. I hate, but I did I hate, love that opening. Though. I hated that right. part of
2: Hollywood where it became like everything was extreme. You remember that, yeah. like in the mid, like late '90s, or everything yes. had to be so extreme. Extreme and every, cliffhanger was to me was like peak extreme. And I was not into it. But I, 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 did, I forgot Michael Rooker was in that movie. Yeah. I totally forgot that until oh, you yeah. said yep. that. Really? Cliff, cliffhanger was so the extreme,
1: stuff. not gleaming the cube? Oh, my God. Well, that gleaming. was too, but that, ah,
2: was, that was prior ah. to Cliffhanger. Yeah. What was the most extreme movie that you guys ever Hackers. saw? Hackers. Oh. Hackers? Oh, God. Hackers uh, was the most
3: extreme, extreme. quote, unquote.
2: Wasn't there a movie named Extreme, Extreme or something? I was like a Probably. band named Extreme. <laughs> I think the whole entire Fast and Furious the franchise is way too extreme, yeah. and it's still going to this day.
3: Oh yes, they're doing their three movie
0: <laughs> ending.
2: Th- is it three? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, really? it's going to
0: end on a trilogy, starting what? with this one. And 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 D- Dwayne's coming back. I hear Dwayne's, Dwayne's coming Dwayne's back. back. Dwayne's coming
3: back. Might be because his.
0: Friggin' sitcom ain't good. Because all sorts of stuff is kind of falling down around his ears, poor guy. Black
2: Adam suffered tremendously, and now his sitcom.
0: He had a sitcom? Yeah. Yeah. Young Rock.
2: Young Rock.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sad that I even know that that exists, but yes. (laughs) News to me. I'm not sad, Jeff. I'm proud of you. I've never even watched it, and I'm aware of its existence. Uh, That's, That's how... Everywhere Dwayne the Rock Johnson is. You know, Although he just has he just... to
2: have one more failure then he'll run for president.
1: Although didn't he just <laughs> officially drop the, the rock nomiker It's
0: like it's just uh it's just, yeah. just, Dwayne, just Johnson. Dwayne Johnson from now on. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Although who knows, the way things are going, he yeah. may go back to that.
2: <laughs> they just announced a live action Moana too. Did you hear that? Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Of course, you got to make the cartoon, and then you know, give it a few years. Live action. Three years action. later, make a live action. I want the live. I, I'm. I'm still waiting for the live action Aristocats. Oh uh-huh. yes, please. What the fuck? <laughs> man? I want the live action Heavy Metal. Yeah.
2: Heck yeah. <laughs> Darn. Did you watch Robots on Netflix? Ro- robots? Or love it? Love Death and Robots. Oh Excuse yes. Me. yes. Yeah. yeah. That's the that's the closest thing we're ever gonna get to a reboot of. Yeah. Uh, well, that it
0: was a proposal to be a reboot of Heavy Metal.
2: With well, David Fincher, too, right? He was the producer on it, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, hmm. he is.
0: All I know is it was great. Yeah.
3: Please anyway. don't give a shit about. Oh, boy. The Blair Witch Project franchise is getting a new installment. And nobody cares. It'll be directed by Oliver Park, who did the offering. Lionsgate yes. is reportedly targeting a late summer-slash-fall shoot. Good luck with that. The film is being produced by Haxon Films, which is the production company that was behind the original Blair Witch Project, and both Daniel Mirick and Eduardo Sanchez, the writers and directors of the original movie, are listed as producers. There have already been two sequels, with uh, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2 in 2000, and Adam Wingers, Blair Witch in 2016, Neither of those movies did very well at the box office.
1: Ask Torgo how he feels about this first sequel. Yeah, it's, you it, used to be so vehemently against that. Uh, well, it's
3: it's it's one of those things like
1: it was like a sore spot for you for a
3: while. It, it was just because I think I, you've gotten over it now. Well, uh, yeah, because it,
0: yeah. it, it it totally, really, completely had nothing to do with the yeah. first movie. Yeah,
3: it was it was one of those scripts that were shoehorned yep. in. Which, yep, uh, and. I'm, a fa- I'm still a fan of the original Blair Witch. Oh, I think yeah. it's, a, it's a brilliant piece of, fi- of film work. Yeah, it's dated now, and now that we're used to the whole concept, but what came out, it was a brand new thing and really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I also enjoyed the 2016 Blair Witch, too, the Adam Weaver really? film. I thought it was pretty well done, and I like the reveal of what the witch looked like. I thought it was a phenomenal design. Uh, I think it should have done better in the box office, but I, I think that... Blair Witch is marked material that people are have been over it for a while and have no interest in returning to it.
2: I and, was happy for Cloverfield, the found foot, you know, the found footage genre. Uh, yeah, Cloverfield was good.
3: I, I, I and I still enjoy the found footage genre. As above, so below. The first one, Fun. not
2: not the third one that was on Netflix.
4: That was terrible. I enjoyed <laughs> paradox bits of. Cloverfield, but the and I like found footage. I get it. I I think it's neat when done well, but I felt like Cloverfield. There was a great movie going on, but the camera just wasn't pointing at it. It was pointing at these six schmucks. They they. That is a common
1: argument, and it's an invalid argument. Oh shit! Oh shit! It's because the the film (laughs) is based on the people that are experiencing what they're experiencing. Yes, there's this massive event that's going on, but it's not about that. That it's is about
4: these unlikable
2: fucktards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: yes. What about uh, I... a uh, paranormal what was activity. Was activity? Yes, that, I, thought, uh, I thought that love was them, a love really love good one. Them. I didn't see that. The thing
0: I, I had, like the it. problem I had with Cloverfield is, I, I it, and it was really funny because Blair Witch really didn't have this problem because they weren't shooting for it. But I'm hating how these these cameramen now are like trying. To impress upon you, this this is this is this is an amateur just holding their phone. So I'm gonna shake the camera and move the camera. And the fact that you know three quarters of Cloverfield is fucking with your head tilted, like I just fucking hate my neck. Literally started hurting during the fucking (laughs) movie. You know, I mean, there was tons about it that I loved, but that part drove me crazy. And when they do. Shaky cam, and they just do more than would actually happen to sort of convey. Hey, and it's like you know what, uh, guys, come on, you're cinematographers, you should know why two hours of shaky cam is probably not a great idea.
2: Well, didn't they have a thing where people were, like throwing up in the theater Some the people, yeah, like we're that? getting motion sick. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's, it's, it's 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 common yeah.
1: to a lot of found footage films just
0: because. People don't... I I don't think you really need to oversell it. You get your film quality, and you, you just shoot from shoulder height, and I think you're going to be fine. I don't think you really have to push it the way they push it. It's they the same, think they it, try too hard. It's the same percentage of people that
1: get car sick if they're not driving. You know, If you're the one causing the movement versus if you're just yeah. along for the ride. I remember yeah. being... Um, a,
2: disneyland during uh, uh they used to have this thing that was like americana and 360 and the helicopter okay. would twist at some certain point yeah and i remember being a kid and watching people fall over yeah you yeah, had yeah, railings yeah. in there you hold on but if you didn't hold on man that motion sickness will get you yeah and i remember that same experience when i was watching uh, um generations remember that with uh, um stellar cartography when oh, when they're moved? in the room, and the whole room moves. Yeah, when I saw an IMAX, I felt this, I had the same sensation. Hmm. That was kind of cool. Hmm. Anyway, that's
4: not the big problem with Cloverfield, though. <laughs> the big problem—I can tell you exactly a point, in the, a exactly
5: the point in the film. <laughs> no, it's not a double cheeseburger Barry.
4: No, it is not a double cheeseburger. And you're—they're—they're they're watching all the, the missile launcher go off and. F- and fire all these missiles at the at the at the big monster and you finally get to see the big monster and they're shooting all these missiles and it's exciting and then he turns to the fucktards again and what are we gonna do well we're gonna go right in the middle of the goddamn war zone up a, a building that got hit by another building to rescue a girl that may or may not be there that you met once at a party
0: or some shit now this is stupid that's what it lost me. <laughs> <laughs> and,
5: and
0: that's that's what caused it for Barry. At least it was toward the end. You know. And
4: spoiler alert, they both fucking die.
0: Yeah, and it's it's <laughs> a- As they should and, and she's crying and he holds her and he tells her it's okay. It's that's okay. it's a, it's a lie. <laughs> you I die lied to. It. It's just like it. a <laughs> fucking Game of Thrones. When uh, What's-His-Name grabs uh, Cersei, and he's like, it's okay, it's okay. It's not okay. There's nothing, nothing's going to be okay. Everything's collapsing. It, this, it, we're, you're fucking dying.
2: All right. Hey, uh, I, I loved season seven of Game uh, of Thrones. Oh,
0: yeah, Darren, it wasn't all that good.
2: I loved it. No. I loved it. <laughs> no. I, I loved every bit of it. You're wrong. No, I'm right. Your, I'm glad, opinion. I'm Your opinion is wrong. I'm glad he's standing up to <laughs> that. Every The message at the end, absolute power corrupts Absolutely. And that's the whole point of the story. Yeah, and they absolutely rushed to get that. <laughs> the whole point of the whole story and
3: was
0: absolutely absolute power corrupts absolutely. Up all the, all absolutely, the rushes, absolutely rushed is absolutely rushed.
2: But uh, on a tangent,
0: I think, I think Geek Shock eventually needs to make its own found footage movie based on, on Barry's proposal <laughs> oh, <laughs> titled Unlikable Fucktards. <laughs> 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 and it's just, <laughs> I don't know what happens or what's going on, but there are six unlikable fucktards and you just watch this movie hating them. Hating them for being alive. I think
1: you're giving us too much credit, Kirsten, because Barry would be like, I don't like any of these guys enough to rush into anything to save their asses. Well, the movie go. would be over like in five minutes. Well,
0: actually, not
3: That's over. It would got. just
2: be two hours of uh, people walking away from shit. It'd be about three three minutes. It'd be you putting the popcorn in the microwave, going <laughs> to the bathroom, and and not being there to realize it was catching on fire. Catching on fire. And the house burns
0: down and we're all dead. Somebody going, hey, hey. You hear, is that a baby crying? I don't know. Let's go the other way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, movie over.
4: Let's play cartoons for the other hour and a half.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Weekend geek. Hey! Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait what? I,
0: I, I, one quick uh, news you don't give a shit about. Oh, what you got? Uh, I don't know what the article was. Podcast was. I don't know. I don't care. It was just some uh, makeup guy talking about Renfield, and uh, apparently, the 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 word is is that. Uh, did you hear about this, Jeff? Um, Cage. Nick Cage filed away a hell of a lot of his teeth for the Renfield um, Prost- veneers. Prosthetic teeth, yeah. Yeah. So that he wasn't wearing the prosthetics over his teeth. But what? The prosthetics were his really? teeth. Really? Why? Yeah. Because he wanted to do that version of Dracula this that much. A maniac. He is a maniac.
2: That movie was so much fun.
0: It was a lot of fun. I can hardly wait to see it now. I just want to see it more.
2: It, but, like the first five minutes of that movie, yeah, I was like, oh, Denver, yeah. like I was oh my sold. God, it's So amazing.
0: Yeah, I can
4: hardly wait. To and Nicholas Holt's great. Yes. Yeah, he really. The is. third season of The Great just just
2: hit. Oh, that's the rumor too. He's going to be playing Lex Luthor, but that's just a rumor at this point.
3: It's what I hope happens.
2: That would, he would be a great Lex Luthor after seeing Renfield. I think he'd pull it off.
3: Uh, This Week in Geek is brought to us by an ad. Of course, Kofi members, uh, tiers four and higher. uh, You get an ad of your choice, and uh, this is what Glemly has chosen. I have nothing to plug, and I not write good like J.R. Conkle. (laughs) (laughs) So I had ChatGPT whip me something. Oh, Oh, boy. I tried a couple of prompts, and ChatGPT stuck them together in a way I thought was interesting. Please have Vlarg read this one. Thanks. Glumly. Uh, Go ahead and read all the red text. Take it over, uh, Vlarg.
4: All of it. The whole thing. This is huge. Okay.
3: Hey, gets what he pays for. It's a reward.
4: (laughs) Hey, all you sandwich lovers out there. This is Vlarg, and I'm here to tell you about the greatest podcast in the world, The Big Ass Sandwich Podcast, sponsored by the Celery Council. This is the only place to hear about the most gargantuan sandwiches around. And don't worry, only the biggest and baddest sandwiches make the cut. No small sandwiches here, only the biggest and most outrageous. And just to set the mood, I smoke some fine candy cigarettes while I talk about the best sandwiches out there. So tune in for the Large Sandwich Podcast. Sponsored by the Celery Council, the only podcast for sandwich lovers of all sizes. And now a word from our sponsor. The Celery Council is pleased to announce the appointment of Torgo as the new president of the council. Torgo, who previously served as the CEO of the Fatty Fried Foods Foundation, (laughs) brings years of experience in the food industry... To the council, Torgo is passionate about celery and its health benefits. Not only is the <laughs> celery low in calories and fat, but it's also packed with nutrients that can help improve digestion, I like my reduce inflammation, and even protect against certain types of cancer. So be sure to tune in to the Large Sandwich Podcast and follow the Celery Council on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, and more for information on how to incorporate celery into your diet. We're excited to have Torgo joining our team, no. and are confident his expertise and enthusiasm will help us reach more people and spread the word about the many benefits of celery. When my contract's done, I'm out. Welcome to the team, Torgo. We're happy to have you on board and look forward to the great things you'll do for the Celery Council. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Big Ass Sandwich Podcast, sponsored by the Celery Council. <laughs> Until next time, stay crunchy. How many fucking times is ChatGPT gonna like wrap this Nobody up. can hear you. My God. <laughs> oh, the Celery <laughs> Council. Thank you. Celery Council. Thank you. Okay. First off, the ChatGPT that's on our Discord is a shit version. You gotta use a better version. But uh, that's fun. <laughs> Thank you, Club. Well, there's it. your name. The Big Ass Sandwich Podcast. I thought we were gonna call it Inbred. Oh, God. Yeah, it's so much better. Inbred. Inbred. I
3: Don't let
5: like ChatGPT. No, 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 I, yeah. I like Inbread, that. Bread.
4: colon. The Big Ass Sandwich Podcast.
1: <laughs> I, I think calling it that's going to attract the wrong group of
0: people. I think. <laughs> like us? <laughs> I think. I think. Um, I hope not. <laughs> actually, Barry, I think your proposal's great, except you don't use the symbol colon. You use the word colon. The, so, I agree with this In, line. bread, colon, the yes. Big Ass Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay, now it's going to attract the wrong <laughs> <guy> of people. <laughs> Because
0: you got colon and ass in the name. No. There you go. Dude. Hey, you know SEO. Those are some major keywords for the wrong (laughs) (laughs) thing. Today on the Proctology Podcast. Oh. Proctology. I
4: can't put those two together.
3: Somehow I think you can. Um.
4: (laughs) The Proctolicast. Proctolicast. We're going to talk one finger or two.
5: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Do I go on? I think this
3: is well, such no, a think, compelling yeah, radio. Yeah,
5: yeah, really.
0: We're on a we're on a hot streak. Oh, aren't we
3: though? Hasbro is launching an ad i free, uh, free ad supported uh, streaming television channel uh, full of new and classic <laughs> Yeah, that came out right, didn't it? Wow. What? Just wow. <laughs> <laughs> A channel full of new and classic Dungeons & Dragons programming through its subsidiary E1 Entertainment. Classic. Uh, Three new unscripted series will premiere this summer. The as-yet-unnamed channel will be supplemented by reruns of the classic D&D animated series from the 1980s. Uh, Encounter Party, a long-running D&D actual play podcast co-founded by Brian David Judkins and Ned Donovan will be headlining the new channel. The Troop's first campaign took place in Ravincia, one of the many planes in Magic the Gathering's multiverse, and concluded two years ago. The second campaign will add actor Carrie Payton from The Walking Dead and General Hospital to the cast, as well as, quote, a video component, according to a news release. Uh, The second show is called Faster Purple Worm Kill Kill, is described as an improv comedy spin on classic Dungeons & Dragons gameplay, unquote. It's a com- improv comedy, Barry. It's a comedic take on the funnel concept where underpowered characters are put through a meat grinder and killed off in hilarious ways. Actor Matthew Lillard from Scream and the upcoming Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, one of the co-founders of Beetle & Grimm's, that's a license of D&D's publisher, Wizard of the Coast, is listed as co-creator. And finally... A cooking show based on the New York Times bestselling cookbook Heroes Feast is also on the docket, co-hosted by chef Mike Haratz and actor Suja Day from Insecure. It's described as, quote, part talk show, part cooking competition a D&D publisher Wizards of the Coast has sponsored several actual play series in the past, with mixed results. Uh, the critically acclaimed Rivals of Waterdeep, now in its 15th season, was sponsored by Wizards from 2018 through 2020. Uh, meanwhile, Dungeons Dragons Presents Invitation to Party uh, ran for 12 episodes on G4 before it and the newly resurrected TV network itself were shut down. Additionally, Hasbro and E1 aren't alone in their push to bring tabletop RPG content to major streaming services. Uh, Free League has partnered with AMC Networks to create a series based on The Walking Dead Universe role-playing game, which will also debut in 2023. So how do you feel about the 24-hour D&D streaming service? Ad-supported and free.
2: Uh, no, Uh,
3: (laughs) <laughs> Are you a, you're not a D&D guy anyway, Darren, right?
2: I, I no, I, I played when I it, when it first came out like a million years ago. A long time ago.
3: Apparently if it just first came out.
2: Well, I mean in the early 80s, oh, okay. 80, 83, 84. When did it come out? Peak popularity. 70, 70, <laughs>
0: 74 was the first 74, year. 74, okay. Poser. it got popular yeah. in the 80s.
2: Yeah, yeah you played
0: when it was popular, whenever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I still have some lead figures somewhere. I don't oh. Like oh. yeah,
0: turn those over to Todd for
2: painting. Yeah, <laughs> or licking. <laughs> 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 I have I have some old uh, Star Trek one lead figures too from uh, Star Trek Two. Dear Lord, wow, wow. Uh, and some fancy ones, but they're buried somewhere. I don't. I would have to go go finding them. Well,
4: if you're Todd. a fan of Critical Role, I can see you getting into this network because it provides different experiences you may not you may not have heard of before, which you know, great. Uh you'd think it would be for me but I, it's just not cuz wa- I'm I'm not into watching people play sports and I'm not into watching people play D&D But you are into people cooking. I am into people cooking but I'm not into competition cooking shows. <laughs> Putting a imaginary time limit on something, as if if I don't cook this souffle in exactly 60 minutes, the world's going to end. Fuck you. I'll just tell my friends
0: to wait. Cooking is so pure to Barry, he just hates when they taint it with competition. He lost Catholicism and found culinary. I so, don't
4: mind XCOM games where you're limited in turns to rescue the thing or do the MacGuffin. I do mind it when it's cooking.
0: Don't so put wait, a time Barry. limit on
4: Barry making food. So, what you're saying
1: is when you make me a souffle for my birthday, I may have to wait two or three hours. That, may, that like may happen. The 60 minutes that it should take. Yes. It, it uh. may take some
2: time. <laughs> hmm.
0: this, this sounds like a callback.
2: I tried to watch it because I wanted to support G4 TV when it came back, and I tried to watch a bunch of their content. The D&D show was terrible. It was horrible. It was not good. Like I, could, like, I couldn't watch it. It was unwatchable.
4: Did they do like they do with Critical Role and all of them, where there's a DM and there's a bunch of people sitting around and then they show a map? Or... They
2: had idiot characters and people acting, like, s- stupid. It was just Unlikable so... fucktards. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was really... It was well, really there's cool the name kind of our of D&D show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Barry, we make it. They will come. I know. They will bring us on yeah. the show. They can't... What they You know what resist. they should
2: do is they should... This is my... Because I would love to see it succeed, but so would, uh, so would I. Invite streamers that are already doing it and just put them on their channel. And just like like fill. like, well, like a podcast. Well, the problem is like is, a podcast network. The and problem then
4: just, is production value, and I've s- we've all said this before about like other podcasts. The reason uh, podcasts get big <laughs> from from nothing, not just the ones that are sponsored by celebrities or whatever, is is production value. And we have it, I think, <laughs> um, and Critical Role has it, but I have seen, I have tried to watch some D&D on, on TV, uh, on some of those weird channels, like when I had uh, uh, Swing Sling TV, um, there was yeah. a channel for that, and it was rough to watch it, because there was no production value, the people weren't Actors, voiceover actors, which is why you get like that Mercer effect with with D d is like, oh, it's not like it's not like watching Critical Role. No,
0: because Mercer is helped by professional voice actors. I know they, they know how to yeah. perform. Yeah, well, it's the whole the whole joke. You're going to ask me to be Mike Mercer. I'm going to ask you to be his people. Yes, Project- fuck you. Yes. Uh, yeah. What do they
1: call it? Projectable charisma. Like, yeah. where? <laughs> no, I'm I'm dead serious. I know, I, yeah, it's I, yeah, like you're right. some people they- can be very charismatic in person, yes. but when you film them. It doesn't translate.
0: No, the the joke amongst the one podcast that's really hilarious is professionally charismatic people. Yes, and and the the other thing is also production value, just in flow. And when you think that critical role is filmed live, even though now they film it before a couple days before they put it on, it's still filmed live. Right. This thing is not heavily edited, and you watch these actual plays that are are done the same way, and uh, they start, they stop, they hit their moments, they drop and the the way those guys get their flow, they get it going and they sustain it and they have a natural feel for it. It works incredibly over over the more amateur stuff. Oh, but at the same time, Darren, like what you were saying to get the street, all of these people that Todd read uh, had things going. <laughs> I love the one time you time. The 15-year show that was sponsored by Wizards of the Coast for two years. <laughs> I know. And Barry and I are just like, Looking oh, at each other. okay. <laughs> yeah, all right.
2: <laughs> oh I, they, I, said, uh, you said, they said 15 years, but when you said the dates, you said 2018 to 2021. That was the I was sponsorship. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Before
4: then, it was rough seas, I'm sure. <laughs>
2: I, I I see a potential there for something, but I just don't see It's tough, it's tough to do. You'd have to have some do. very big
0: yeah. You're putting some you're putting three or four hours and you've got to keep it going. Yeah. You've got to be some, all, on yes, for all that three or four and, hours. And critical role. Uh, and, and, and I don't think it's a coincidence, as we're saying, that these are professional performers because you got to keep it going. And Mercer, Brennan Lee Mulligan, uh, Abria, they're very good at keeping things moving as soon as there's a downbeat with the players. They get it moving again, but most of the time there isn't because the players are very good at doing what they're doing. It's just it is. It's like freeze tag and improv. You see something going downhill. Someone walks across the stage, changes shit. You yep. know,
4: it's it's an improv game, and you got to have professionals doing it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's gonna be shit. And yes. there is nothing worse than a first t- first tier improv recital. And that's <laughs> what it ends up being. <laughs> yeah,
5: the, the I would boy. love to
2: see a finale for the D anD. D Animated series though, uh,
1: somebody put one up on YouTube and it had some of the uh, original voice actors. Yeah, they, they just did a still screen. They
3: cut. released it in the uh, DVD compilation set. Of yeah, the entire thing they have the uh, final one audio recorded. Yeah, uh, but uh, there, yeah, any there was no animation. Yeah, there's no animation to it. So any animation was them just plucking animation from older yeah. ones and putting it on where they thought it would look kind of like that. Which honestly, I'm sure it's
2: fine. I, you know what I see for for me is like a and D channel maybe on like Plex or not Plex but uh, Pluto TV oh, okay you can put all that content on there and then you have a channel but not a, its own streaming service I mean it just I don't know man. I know it's gonna it's be ambitious. free and ad supported but it's just it's ambitious just, I could see a, a Pluto TV channel for sure but not a not a not a whole ad supported thing
3: well all all I see here is they they have a whole channel. And four shows.
2: Now if they, they hmm. do have a lot of properties, so if they maybe had like the the battleship, you know, hour you watch people play Battleship for an hour <laughs> or, <laughs> you, know, you know? Well it, it comes or out of the same thing though. Rubik's Cube for an hour or for
3: example, the uh, No Rules Barred YouTube channel is basically the Matt Mercer version of board games. A bunch of professional actors mm who know how to fill that time and make watching the board game entertaining. Then you have the other one, which is Game Night, put on by Board Game Geek, which is done by people who, for the most part, aren't performers, although they get some on there. And it is night and day watching two of them. One is entertaining, one is dry as hell.
4: You could put stuff in there that's specifically geared toward Game Masters. You get Matt Colville right mm. and talking about talking about the game and, and the mm. problem is it's not for everybody you know it's it's mainly for it's mainly for dms uh, I don't know if any of Matt Colville's stuff is interesting to players. It's interesting there... to me, but that's you know I'm biased. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, the makers, the people who make the terrain, uh, people
0: right. who, ma- who paint. There's 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 that content. Painting that they tutorial stuff, uh, making making your 3D terrain. Oh, terrain you know, people. How, yeah. A, yeah, yeah, that's a whole that. thing. That or, And then, of course, game design itself, adventure design, module design. I uh, think they could pull about eight hours of content a day, and the rest they'd
4: probably have to sell to infomercials. I'm yeah.
3: sure it'll be just as good as the Games Workshop Warhammer streaming service. Oh, my God. I think it's going to be just as So fantastic. how is that? Uh, I don't know, because everyone dropped off at a long time Oh,
2: ago. boy. Is there is there like a podcast for people that play d and like... like campaigns there's a few well no I'm just because you know like people that don't have uh, anybody to play with like you could listen to a podcast of somebody yeah. doing a story there's, and there's, deposit and there's plenty of lots, podcasts yeah.
4: out there for
3: for uh, live play games um, wait 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 I don't think that's I I need you to describe what yeah, you're talking well, what about you? Darren don't stop him because I mean, he's, no, uh, will, he's saying will, something will, different I will, I will, I will.
2: so for let's say for people that don't have any friends that want to play D anD D, you're you're laughing, but uh, there, are pe- there are people that are so antisocial that they don't, and they would I think that could be a thing for people to. play well, What by do you them. think? for them to participate L- in, or so, yeah, or they, they just want to listen? So they could literally play with themselves. Then there, how so do we, how do you be, make their choices
3: matter? Is the question?
1: You would need some kind of like AI characters that whatever input you give will suddenly alter the storyline
2: What if that's be called crazy? a video
4: game it's called Baldur's Gate yeah. you get it it's really
1: good
2: <laughs> oh, No no I am just I'm just, just wondering I'm just wondering if there's like I mean it wouldn't I could be i see something it wouldn't be so a podcast, far away. No you just hit on it though Jeff could you imagine yeah. like a like a chat gdp where you input your your character's designs and then you the, Well, the, it's
4: funny you should say that because people are working to develop a chat gpt kind of interface where it will run the game for you So you just basically
2: off. You input all your, like, one, two, three, four, five characters, like all of us here, and then the game would, the, the GPT would run the game for you. Dude, as yeah. a de-
4: fucking Baldur's Gate. <laughs> Buy it. It's a good game. <laughs> Baldur's <laughs> Gate 2, great game.
0: 3, wait for that to come yeah, out. But there's I don't Never there's Winter still, Nights, amazing. I, uh, Barry, there's, I
2: think. There's still pre programmed games, though. I think I you mean. need to. Curse of the Azure Bonds. You need bonds. to
0: introduce him to a Hero Loop. Oh, boy. No.
2: <laughs> hey. i have just, I'm out of the loop, literally. Well. Frankly,
3: between uh, how much plagiarism ChatGPT does versus most DMs, I'd say you get about
5: the same experience. There you go, <laughs> Yeah.
4: <laughs> and if you don't want to socialize with people in person, you can just go on to like the online game. I don't like online D D, but if you're gonna do a service, go to startplaying.games where you can just go and join a game.
2: Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm somebody that doesn't know. I've okay. I've only ever played live D. But everything you're describing is a video game. I haven't yeah. done. I literally haven't done D and D since the '80s, so I have no, no idea. Like, yeah, no, you know. that
0: there's Roll Twenty, which no. is the the whole digital interface where you play digitally. I yeah. know, yeah, I know. There's video games. Too. I mean,
2: there's With people. never there's With people. I mean, Skyrim would be like a real D and D, basically. Kinda, yeah, yeah. But I mean. I've never played that either. So, oh,
3: Darren, dude, you played D&D at its best in the 80s. It never got better. Now <laughs> I is remember, not the time to get dude, into so, it. it so
2: you want to <laughs> hear my D&D experiences? I would was,
4: love to hear your D&D experience.
2: <laughs> it was in the tell mid-80s. Tell me about your character. It, no, it was just in the mid-80s. <laughs> Which is the best way to start a conversation. <laughs> Let me tell you about my character. No, it was in the mid-80s, and I remember um, just... It was my first experiences of getting stoned, and like... <laughs> No, like dude, you got it. That's that's peak 80s d and I remember... Yeah, right. no, I just, yeah. I, seriously, I remember sitting at a table, being stoned, like b- rolling back and forth in this chair, and listening to Metallica for the very first time.
4: Which album? Kill them all. Nice.
2: Kill them all, <laughs> being stoned, and trying to play D&D, and You're just eight. being lost, man. And it was fucking weird. But uh, yeah, and then my, my buddy's mom coming home, and we're all like, whoa, freaked out, because we're playing D&D, and... Does so really, she really, be, she was, she was the more problem. freaked out that you were playing
4: D and D than <laughs> then you, you were, were smoking stoned. weed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like thirteen, I think, or
2: thirteen. Tw- huh. Yeah, twelve. I, I don't remember exactly. <laughs> I, was, I was fairly young.
0: Wow, that yeah. that Darren was so stereotypical. <laughs>
3: My God, do you even remember anything about the game? Do you? you remember what black light poster was on the wall?
2: <laughs> <laughs> No, Do but I remember. Uh, where did you order pizza from? My friend's dad was a huge. Uh, he had a huge record collection, and I remember thumbing through the collection. And I remember seeing the Beatles White Album. Wow, that's cool. But, yeah. What? So Metallica
4: so so, so, was playing while you were rolling dice. That's pretty cool. So the I the, tend the, to play uh, the sword, but you know webs.
2: The um, the game? No, I don't. I mean, I remember it was his first edition, and and I remember. Writing down stats and yeah, well, keeping you, track of everything. You can't be t- you can't be
4: too stoned playing D and D back in the first edition because you have to deal with Thaco.
2: No, I, I remember. You got a table. You're fine. I just, I just, I, I wanted to get in. I've always wanted to get back into it, but it's just like every people, everybody that I usually meet that plays D and D, barring you guys.
0: I know, where you're, I know where you're going, and you're 100 percent right.
3: You're 100 percent right.
2: Yes, they're a little. We don't even mm. need to say it. They're a little Th- Let uh. me guess.
3: They're a little chunky, have facial hair. I'm a little chunky. I White. have facial hair. Yeah, but
4: no, no. They're they're
3: bad I'm chunky.
2: I'm just looking at Barry with, and describing <laughs> them. with fuck you. <laughs> I'm shaving my no. face right now.
4: No, uh they got the neck beard and the malady, And the, and, the, and, the, and the trilby.
2: I you know what? I don't I don't want to judge anybody. <laughs> But I just sounds too late. You it have. Sounds like you're too late. <laughs> We're here, man. No, no, no. I did, uh, no. I just, I just, I've always wanted to, and it's just been one of those things, you know.
4: The hardest thing about D- getting into D and D, especially at our age, is finding a like way to get people, six yeah. adults in a room at the same time. Yeah. In any, in any regular way. That's you know what? You thing. know
2: what? My my crazy brain. I've want. I've always wanted to do like a and D game where you have like a. Um, Projector, you know, for each wall, and as you're as you're the DM, changing the images in the room, changing the lighting and the sounds and everything, and oh, playing friend, along.
4: You really need to do a little dive on YouTube and what people are doing. Oh, I'm sure it's yeah. fucking
2: cool. Yeah, I'm it's sure it's very cool.
4: Fucking expensive, but yeah.
2: But yeah, you know, you know, that's I would love to see. My thing is bringing people together and just and having those experiences again. Like you're saying it's so hard to get. Well, you need, yeah. you need shrooms, apparently. <laughs> yeah, really. You just need to find yourself a, a drug dealer. I don't have a hookup around here. I have a whole I have a whole bucket of them at home. There
1: you go. Yeah, once you're out of your
0: 20s, get we'll six adults yeah. in a room, not Just easy. hang out at a dispensary. Yeah.
2: yeah and there a whole you, there bunch you of go. adults and then there get you, stoned you know together. What? There you go. There's a marketing there's a marketing thing right there. You just it set up a and d game at the dispensary. <laughs> No, you can't smoke at the dispensary. Well, no, they're building those bars. They're building. They're like, building
4: a hotel in Vegas
2: that's going to be weed friendly. Well, the uh, the Aristocat or whatever the what the, <laughs> what the fuck the, the the hotel that's yes. on Sahara. You know which one I'm talking Artisan? about? Artisan. Artisan. There we go. That's it's a, It's going to be a weed weed friendly place. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. That place a, is cool. That's a, a
0: fun place that to, to go to. We that. Can, they need to have a uh, a back game room. They need something.
2: Well, they, just think about like just <laughs> develop a cool room with projections and you just go yeah. in there and smoke a joint and play D&D with with six people. <laughs> there you go. I'm Barry, sure that's Barry exactly
3: was, how it'll end up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Barry will be standing outside with the rule book. Can I talk to you about Dungeons and Dragons? When go. they come out, be like, "Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Our Lord and Savior d and
4: I'll have the short sleeve white shirt with the little tie, the look like a like a Mormon. Speaking
2: yeah, of D and D. Speaking of, I need to tell you my uh my it's it's Hasbro, it's well it's it's Magic the Gathering. Okay. Oh, and I want to tell you when we're done when we're done with whatever saying Oh, oh no dude. We you are have done. the fucking floor. Oh, exactly. <laughs> it has happened. <laughs> it's it's not it's not even that big a deal, but oh. No, it's fun. So you can't, you can't hype it and then <laughs> drop it like here's that. Here's my right? story, and I and I and I think I've told you who else have I told? Have I told you? the story? I don't remember shit. Okay, my anyway, brain's a trash. So, I was I grew up in Seattle, the Seattle area, and uh it was it, like the mid-90s or late I don't 95, 96. I think I was uh, 23 or 22 right around there. So, there was this game a couple friends of mine were playing and they're like this game is freaking cool and uh they're like we met this guy and I was like, which guy? And what game is it? And I'm, they're like, it's called Magic the Gathering. And the guy that actually invented the game. Richard Garfield? Richard Garfield was like, "Like, hey, uh, you got to check this. You know, He was playing with, with them and us trying to sell this game. And uh, um, so I got to learn from the guy that actually made the game. That's very cool. And uh, it had caught on so quick. That it was so hard to get cards, um, you got you had to get lucky, and so I managed to get a number of Alpha cards, and I still have them to this day. I have a binder, and uh, dude, it's super cool. Like, have you have I showed it to you? No. So I just re- I went to a comic book store about a, about two years ago, and this guy was like, "I will give you ten thousand dollars for this right now." And I was like, I was like, no, because I know it's worth more than that. And he's like, you're right. It's probably worth like twenty thousand dollars, but I have to sell it. You know, I have to put the money up. And I'm like, well, I don't need the money, so it's not that big a deal. But I have a lot of uh, alphas and betas, um, and I have a lot of dual lands. I don't have any of the big cards. Now, the guys that I learned with, the two guys that I that met Richard, uh, that got him into it. they had those cards and my and RJ, a friend of mine, he sold his Black Lotus like around two thousand and two or three or something like that. Put a down payment on his house.
4: That had to be like twenty.
2: Yeah, put his put his <clears throat> put a down payment on his house with And it's it. worth
1: so much more now. And had, Are you hearing
3: this, Matt?
2: And he had and he had <laughs> and he had all the other cards, the time slip, the time twist, the time you know, on all the lotuses and everything. And uh, just he he did manage to put a down payment on his house though.
4: You need to get that binder appraised and get the really expensive cards
2: behind. So as soon as we're done talking, I, I have a couple of pictures in my phone. I'll show you the pictures.
4: I'm going to drool on your phone.
2: But um so. So this isn't even the end of the story. Like, So we get to do it, and then I mentioned earlier when... Uh, I, I to swear to God a- if
4: this story ends with you putting these fucking cards in your bike so they can make little, <laughs> no, little no, noises as you're driving around. No, I, I
2: absolutely love Magic the Gathering, and I still love it. But this kind of... I mentioned earlier when I ran into Eddie Vedder at the comic book store. I, that's where I used to go, to get Magic cards there. And uh, that's where I ran into... That's where Eddie Vedder used to go to buy his... It was the Jihad or Jihad whatever game, it was. Yeah. yeah, so that was later on, obviously. But this story um, – so Magic the Gathering got huge, and then I remember finding out there was a, a, a store in Green Lake area that had the original card art. And I was like, oh, cool. I want to go check this out because I love this game. So it's a little teeny uh, store, and it's in Green Lake area by the college um, and or the U District, excuse me. And in the store is every original painting for all the original cards of Magic. And they're on cards, they're about this big. They're about six by four. And they're all hand-painted. And they were selling all of them for two to $300 a piece. crap, that's cheap. And I was poor, poor, <laughs> poor, poor. poor. I, I, and I was young, I had bad credit, I had no credit cards. But I knew that these things were going to be worth a lot of money. And I wanted them so bad. And I wanted to ask my parents, but I was such a shithead asshole kid druggie that they wouldn't have given me nothing so i didn't have the opportunity or the money to buy them. but i knew that they were going to be worth a kajillion dollars and unfortunately i couldn't buy them. and uh at least i got to see them. so
1: it sounds like an andy story i was gonna say
2: it's an almost Andy story very, yeah. Nice. Yeah. very nice so had i had stuff the, all over had i an had andy the story. money i would have <laughs> bought all of them i would have bought the sierra angel the shavan dragon the berserk you know all those cards yeah and uh, I I'm, I'm I haven't even looked, but I think uh, one of them recently sold for like over fifty thousand dollars or uh. something like that. One of the original cards. So later on, it kind of continues. It, it fizzles out a little bit, but they opened a they opened a store down in Renton where they had um it was a printing facility and they had whole sheets of cards like all the original uncut. Alpha cards, well, like a whole sheet. Renton
4: is where Wizards of the Coast is headquartered now, right? Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. So, well, same, same, it's probably the same building to this day. But uh, um, you could, they could, literally, you could go down there and play for free, and they had sodas, and they had foosball, and they had some pinball games and arcade games, and we would just go down there and hang out and play Magic the Gathering and look at these cards, these uncut sheets of cards that are probably worth I don't know how much money now. They're yeah, uncut incredible. sheets
1: probably priceless at this point.
2: Yeah, so... So, yeah. yeah, that's my uh, Magic the Editing story. And ah. I still, like I said, I still have all my Alpha's, Betas. Which I wish I had some of those good cards because I would have never sold them because I'm I'm, a, I'm not a hoarder, but I'm, I've am i never cared about getting ready of any of my stuff because I just don't care about money that much. You, you just know?
4: appreciate having it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do love having
2: yeah, it. I do love yeah. having it. So, so, anyway. It's like yeah. my Star Wars video game. I'm never
4: selling that thing. I don't care how much money it's worth. It's, no, they're going to bury me in that. Yeah, that yeah. thing's cool.
2: That's pristine too. Yeah, I absolutely adore your thing. Maybe we could trade the magic cards for the machine. How
1: about we'll fucking just know? <laughs> we'll just tell you we buried you in it. There you go. <laughs> you'll
5: never, I know you'll never, say, never right? know. You'll take me know. to
4: the pier and throw me off.
5: <laughs> you know what? Here, here's you what know who
2: you know who, knows, you know who knows though. Vernon knows because gonna say knows. I was <laughs> gonna say
0: Barry's gonna be up there with Vernon. He's gonna be like, you know
2: what really fucking sucks. First of all, we're
0: here. <laughs> <And> this happened. <laughs> and second of all, they didn't bury me in my fucking machine.
4: <laughs> they just buried me in Jeff's backyard. <laughs> here's here's what we'll do,
0: Barry.
1: There's plenty of space in the uh, in the coin slot part of the cabinet. Uh huh. We'll get you cremated. We'll put you in a little coffee tin, and we'll just there you go. Chef, tuck, tuck you inside there.
3: Well, we're gonna find some old hey, burger you know, time no 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 ma- no. We're, we're gonna find I, some old burger time machine. I got better. Oh, okay.
2: I got better. We'll take his ashes, press them into coins, and then we'll we'll insert them in the slot. <laughs> there, there we, we go. go. There
0: we go. I'm okay with this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey, what do you think that's Guess I'm, okay. I'm, I'm okay with this. <laughs> okay with
3: this. <laughs> what do you want to insert into Barry? Write to us <laughs> at com. Well, okay, then. <laughs> where'd that come from? And I want to thank our Tier 4 members, Deb T., David Ferraro, J.R. Conkle, and our Tier 5 members, Kingvald, Jeff Harris, Aussie Matt, Mad Martron, Glumley, Atomic Gumby, and, of course, Kingvald for also giving us a one-off this week. Thank you very, very much. And a special thank you to our theme song creator, Sam Heffernan. The song is called Burning Light. Found it, find it at SWH Music on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Twitch. And I'd and
4: like to thank the Celery Council for
3: sponsoring
4: Inbred. I don't know if we're ever going to do that. <laughs> Inbred. Colon. It's just fun to talk about. They're <laughs> not going to do, <laughs> do it. you got to do it.
3: you got to have motivation to do it. There's no motivation here. Oh, uh, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Until next week, I am Master Torgo.
0: 80s Joe. Commander K. Blarg.
2: Quirks bartender. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. And I'll talk to you next week in gig.
2: There's the production value. Oh, for Christ's sake.
4: <laughs>
1: I love the snap. It's like, <laughs> He's snap- on his fucking mayor.
4: phone. What am I going to do?
2: All right. I'm trying to show you pictures, Barry. Don't show me pictures. <laughs> We're in a show. <laughs> it's in <laughs> a
5: show. Uh,
0: that moment was so great. Yeah, it's about yay, big.
5: <laughs> How big is yay, motherfucker. <laughs> How did
2: that
0: store get that original art? They probably Uh,
2: it was uh, Richard Garfield Onan. He was trying to raise money.
4: Oh, well, it was it was a it
2: was a (laughs) a, (laughs) sorry, it was a a, it was an art gallery, so it was just all on display for sale. Wow, yeah, Yeah. I don't know whatever happened. Like I I don't know if they got snapped up or I don't. Well, I mean,
1: idea somebody had enough money to spend two hundred dollars a pop on each one. Yeah, I don't. The original art. I mean, it's got to be in somebody's collection. Probably somebody that has. More money than they know what or to do Or a bunch with. of different just, ones, whole bunch of people, yeah. you
0: know. There's probably a too. lot of Darrens who've got, you know, 200, 300 bucks on them, so they got a picture, Yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. as opposed to the poor Darren who uh, had nothing. This is
2: cool. How many people, like, even though, you know, how many people could say they saw the original Magic the Gathering yeah. card art? That's I mean, pretty whoever cool. whoever went in that gallery, obviously, but I mean, that's, who knows how many people that was. Yeah, you know, especially it considering that, it was, a, how long ago it that wasn't was. a massive, massive hit. It was, it was, it was a big hit, and it was hard to get cards at the beginning because they were always sold out. But then once you know, once oh, it, it got a, a little wide. bigger. Yeah. yeah, Once the beta and the limited came out, it was, it was, it was unlimited. Odd. But those alphas and betas, those were hard to get, and it, it, we were always on the hunt for them.
0: Well, that's okay. You can get them now that they've reprinted them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they've never printed. Have they ever pr- printed them again with the? With the Black Borders? it's No, not
3: with the Black border, but they've reprinted them. Well,
2: that's now. the other thing I was going to mention. Is is anybody going to buy the Lord of the Rings Magic the Gathering set? Have you guys heard about this? I've heard about it, but no, because I bought a Magic it's the Gathering set in ages. It's probably
4: like the Forgotten Realms Magic the so Gathering no, set, which I'm also not going to buy.
2: So, no, there's a, there's a deal where they're doing one card, which is the one ring, and there's only going to be one made. Oh, I, heard, so that. I if, heard that. So if you're lucky enough to get this card, it's going to be worth. If you, if it's like winning chase the lottery. Card. It's going to be worth. It's going to be worth multiple millions of dollars immediately if you have that card. Because there's only one ever going to be made. Yeah, and the, and the crazy thing is that those. It's. It, it. I hate how Magic's doing it. It's like it's like how comics were doing their thing in the '90s or whatever. How there's a only certain sets you can get it in, and those are the only those, those sets are are, are worth. I think the the box is 450 bucks. Yeah. One
3: card to rule them all. And then
2: and then the other the other packs are like $50 but they're sold out.
3: We we know why they're doing this. Well, Hasbro of Hasbro's in such dire straits that whoever finds this golden ring gets a tour of the factory and then they turn it over to him at the end. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and there Richard other, Garfield's going to be wearing a
2: hat and yes. a cane, and he's going to pretend like he's disabled. Yeah. As he comes out. There it, are other. He's going to go
3: crazy cards. in a tunnel.
4: We all know how it goes. <laughs> like the card he he had specially printed to propose to his wife with. Oh, really? Proposal. Then there's the ones that he had made for his two kids, Splendid Genesis and another name of a card I don't remember, but. uh <laughs> This the name of the cards, not the kids. <laughs> Who the fuck oh, I the think yeah. the <laughs> I think it's both. Yeah, right. what but about those then? are super rare as well. Have they only... done the
0: card yet? Divorce and <laughs> alimony. <laughs> 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 they had cool
2: stores in 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 Seattle area in the um in the heyday too. They had actual Magic the Gathering stores where they sold like you know sleeves and 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 props like a, um. Like, uh, statues and statues oh. and, like, little magic-gathering tchotchkes. Yeah, those are long gone. Yeah, they were, they were cool, though. They looked like uh Do you remember there was an arcade um, in the 70s or 80s called The Dungeon or or something to that effect? And you walked in, and it looked like it was, like, uh, like a dungeon. Like a dungeon. And uh, they, they kind of had them set up to look like that as well. They had well, sconces neat. on the walls and bricks If you can find
4: pictures of that, I'd love to see it.
2: It was really cool. I Just wish, not while we're recording. Well, I wish... <laughs> You know, the audio can show. Can you imagine the the pictures we would have of like the Star Trek experience if we would have these phones Everyone back drink? in the day? Dude, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> just thinking about all that stuff.
3: Yeah. I'm just thinking about the deadbeat go to college card. <laughs> <laughs>